The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are moving higher than Mr. Stark? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter. You can also find me at News Nurse Need on Twitter and CB Caps on Instagram. And the purveyor. I, I love how I love how you are so taken off the high of the crowd reaction. You know, it's so it's so nice to get that pop. You know, talk about wrestling terms. It's it's nice to get that pop from the crowd. All of a sudden, it's oh no, not the theme music. Uh, that's not my theme. But yeah, that's just like okay, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I don't know why this, the definition of insanity is, is apparently uh, in effect because I'm like, I'm thinking he's not going to do it this time. He's not going to do it. Because of course he's going to do it this time. Of course, exactly. I get an alternative. And that is me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hit the intro. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, that voice you just heard is um, the back to normal voice of one agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. We're Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. What's up, everybody? So okay, we still got we hit we still have a uh, morning radio voice or, or morning voice uh, samples clips of him. So don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, but not with us tonight is one PC and underscore dirt on Twitter. Um, also, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and his uh, umbrella sites therein. And the Osiris of this ish, Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter, uh, CB excuse me, CB Cron on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chronicles uh, Twitter account. Uh, pop, nope, sorry, the Click Nation. That's the K L I Q T H. I'm sorry, the K L I Q N A T I O N. I must be sleepy or something. Uh, yeah, also, tonight, folks. the theclicknation.com, and of course, Comic Book Resources where he's over there writing his face off. I have no alcohol tonight, so which probably is going to make it either better or worse. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you can find this here program on the Coles of the Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, uh, aka Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud uh, on the Coles of the Podcast SoundCloud page, and Spotify. And with all of that out of the way, we will get into the books of the week, uh, starting with Valkyrie Jane Foster, number six, 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 six. six. <laughs> should, it's I so should... funny. As a quick aside, you mentioned Spotify, I don't, and, and I and I was surprised to find out that uh, the founder of Tidal has his music back on Spotify as of a few days ago. Oh, really? Hope put it well, yeah, because he knew he couldn't, couldn't, couldn't keep it off there forever. So yeah, allegedly it was like in honor of his fifty fiftieth birthday, and I was like, okay, that's right, I see De- you. December fourth. 
That's right. Oh, Hove. Off yeah, exactly. So yeah, for those of you who don't who don't know, just uh, message us off. Message us uh, on uh, social media, and we'll let you. Uh, we'll straighten you out. Exactly. You know, if you don't so know that, to, if you don't know that name, then hey, we don't know what to do about for you. But anyway, right. so back to the matter at hand. Mm-hmm. That's about to end. Uh, starting to get into the Doctor Dre Walker. song. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I would. That was all my mind already. It was <laughs> I, I? I stopped myself. Uh-huh. Um, Valkyrie, Jane Foster's number yeah. six. Sure. So this issue is the start of a new story arc, and. Uh, we are immediately brought into Valkyrie's current status quo as assistant to the mortician in the morgue in the hospital that she works in. Yes. And lo and behold, stuff starts popping in the morgue. Yeah. And apparently this, well, not even starts, but happens again because it's not the first time something, something has jumped off in there. And, and, it, and it's a fact that does not did, did, did not go unnoticed to the head mortician. Right. Um, wait, wait, he's not a mortician. He's a what are they called? I guess is that what are they? Um, there's a name for those folks that work in this uh, police. Morgue. Well, there's a couple. Uh, depending on He's what, a but no. What I was going to say, depending uh, upon what uh, function he has, he could be a medical examiner. He could be. Um, uh, we'll go with medical examiner because that's probably the closest. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I'm only going by mortician simply because that's what Aaron and uh, Al Ewing use. Sure. Jason Aaron. Al Ewing use that's how they uh describe it um on the first page of the story sure that's why I, that's why it yeah and into- I, I remember seeing that but I was like that's that seems technically not right but right because the mortician is really the person in the funeral home right and and had a having had a, a um a family member who was such a person I'm like wait that can't that's not right, right. but that is that's a side note um regardless we come to find out that um um, the head head uh, mortician slash medical examiner is pretty much no dummy for all of his um, uh, eccentricities, and quickly learns that. Uh, well, quickly basically says that, "Hey, you, we know I know who you are, so just stop the pretense." So yeah, that's one more person that knows uh, that knows who uh, Jane Foster is, giving the the count to what I guess three at this point. Right. Uh, there's a theme to the there's a theme to secret identities uh, to, in tonight's show that we'll get to later on. Yeah, yeah, there is some of that. Um, <laughs> wow. And actually, if we're going, if I'm going, if I'm thinking what you're thinking, I think I know where we were, we'll go next. Um, we, could, we could, we could. Uh, but yeah. So after this little episode where the the dead ends up rising and leads Jane to seek out some help. Uh, you know, to to uh, for what figure out what goes. She goes to the other person that knows her identity and who just so happens to be uh, had a having a guest starring spot in the last couple of issues, Doctor Strange. So no, which is weird that when we saw because she goes to to the sanctum and he's practically magic. Not to get too far into to that the, the minutia of that, but it's weird because it's like it's Yes, we know he's a practitioner of magic, but not the kind of magic we see him doing here, which was funny when I saw it. Right. This is sleight of hand. Exactly. I'm sitting here like, huh, which you would think Doctor Strange would be like, that's not magic. What is, you know, but it makes, I guess it kind of makes sense given that he has no use of his hands. I'm like, yeah, he's just practicing because it's like, you know, some dexterity is is needed for doing that. I'm like, okay, this is, this is Doctor Strange. We don't get to see that often. 
It's kind of right. funny. He was unable to, right, exactly. And because he was unable to practice this form of uh, quote-unquote magic, mm-hmm. he probably has a greater appreciation for it than most. Right. So, and yeah, he's, you know, he's always been the very serious, you know, you know well, serious for him anyway, because he has bent a whole bunch of actual magic rules, you know, in in his times, but nevertheless... Definitely. Still respect is there. So anyway, they go off on a thing and, and we, so right. the next well, part. The stuff that, what I was going to say is just to get us moving in the direction of the story. Sure. Um, what starts popping in the morgue is actually what gets the story moving. Right. And it's a message to Valkyrie uh, that, that gets the story moving uh, with regards to something amiss with, I don't want to call her, um, a mistress death or lady death, but that's often how we are referred to her thanks to Thanos. Sure. But death in the Marvel Universe. Yes, and we come to find out that um, death even might have a uh, an ending point at some point, the way this story is in the coming. But, and we come to find out that a team is recruited to kind of look into things. A medical team, and that made up of... Um, lesser used, let's say, uh, characters in, in the Marvel Universe. One of which whom I know uh, um, Al Ewing has uh, definitely, I don't know if I could say have an appreciation for, but definitely use them to, to great uh, to great effect. Hazef Hussein, Hussein uh, a.k.a. Excalibur, which is kind of confusing given the group and the sword right. that she has. But I love that character, so I was like, I was really happy to see her uh, show up in this in this issue. I completely forgot about the character. I'm being completely honest. I did not remember that uh, this character was wielding the actual Excalibur sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character that really caught my attention, um, and I, I kind of what well, one thing I really like the jokes about uh, Night Nurse having a a a. a, a, a um, uh, a doctor in the house probably called day doctor yeah i saw that yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh th- that actually made me laugh um but uh, the character that caught my eye was uh mannequin who was from an yes. era in alpha flight where i actually looked at that book every once in a while so i had to go look that up i was like this person does not seem that for me and then i saw words from from um alpha flight. I'm like, huh that's that explains all that then right. <laughs> but Honestly, I couldn't tell you that that character was an actual MD, you know, a medical doctor sure. from back then. And that may have that may be a more recent um, development for the character. I could uh, be wrong. I don't you, know. You well, according according to the wiki, no, it's it's he's always been it's been okay that way for a while. So yeah, uh, which is kind of funny because also so I saw the name Whitman, and the first thing I thought was Dane, which given ex, you know given Phaser Hussein would make kind of some sense, but he's not a doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he well. Wait, wasn't he a physicist? I don't know. Regardless, he was something. But that's given, and especially given that his tea showed up last last issue was also a thing. But this is not that person. They just happened right. to be. Oh, and we also left out cardiac. Yes, cardiac oh. from Spider Man. I was like, huh? That's sure. That makes sense. You mm-hmm. know. Although I don't know, because he kind of teeters on. Well, he has teetered on whether he is good or bad. But apparently, he's as abrasive uh, uh, here as he is in. Spidey books. Sure. So, sure, it makes sense. He's a practicing uh, medical doctor. Why not? So, anyway, they all go out and they breach death's door. They're knocking on death's door. And I almost wish I could say knocking on heaven's door, but it won't fit in this case. 
Right, right, right. They're on the highway to hell. Let's, that's a, there's your uh, musical there you um, reference. Shout out to ACDC. Um, so, you know, while on the highway to hell, they get ambushed. And, you know, it's kind of straight out of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and luckily the, the this particular group of this team of um, of heroes gets their act together and figures out how to get past the walkers. And um, we come to the cliffhanger ending of our book. Right. And also the, the weirdly, there's the, the, the way they were ambushed was also likened to a medical term or it was was likened to medical term since it makes sense since the whole team were made up of medical professionals. Right. As it were. So which one thing about it, Night Nurse, uh, we forgot to mention, not the Claire uh, version, which I was like, well, boo. But there's been like two or three versions of Night Nurse. So what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't think they've incorporated the um, the Netflix she version. Has, of- she has shown no. up in a, in a comic at uh, probably about a, I, I want to say it's probably recent, but not, but it wasn't sometime last year. I want to say she showed up in a book. Okay. I could slightly be wrong, but I know, uh, but I feel like it, I, it has been a book I've read to put it up way, but that's whatever. I look for that later. Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty much the gist of it. And it's like, huh, okay, this is a new arc where we're going. And we also know, I believe this is the issue that um, Al Ewing jumped off this book. Cause we know he's, he's not going to be on this book um, going forward. And, and I can't. I think it might be after the end of this arc. Maybe because it, it doesn't make sense for him to come off during this arc. But I think if I recall correctly, Ewing comes off and a new a new co writer comes on right. because there's like a high. There's more of like a high, um, like a high mythology aspect to the story, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. But we'll see in the next issue. You know, we we can always check solicits. There's no point in um, you know, uh figuring this out now on the fly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like we don't we know it's the thing that's gonna happen. when it happens, it is what it is. So right. and, and plus we don't recall seeing anything at the end of this issue about it. So it might it's probably not this issue, but um but we know it's coming soon, regardless. So yeah, but that was the gist of uh, of the vacuum book. It was it was a good read, definitely. You know, um I I'm almost kind of want to see this team. I don't not grant it's kind of early to say this, but it's, I kind of want to see this team show up someplace else. Mm-hmm. But it's partially out of the fact that I kind of just want to see Faze Hussein come up somewhere else. You know, <laughs> I like that character. She's she's kind of dope. I don't remember much about her, so I you know I don't have anything you know good or bad to say. So uh, looking her up and I do remember this, but she started out with the, in the uh, Captain Britain and the MI6 book. That's where she kind of mm-hmm. came in. And then Ewing used her. Well, I think she, the only other time I remember seeing her was Ewing used her in a secret wars. Um, mini. That's where I remember her. Mm-hmm. And I want to say part of that was, and I don't know if it was a retcon or whether it was the case, basically uh, them putting her as a, an inhuman and I, I, she may have already been, but you know, but um, I want to say that may have came out then or somewhere around it. Cause I feel like I've seen where seen when that happened. Um, but yeah, but she's popped up here and there, you know, uh, since then just not that often. So, but yeah, that's that. Um, I guess actually since we're talking about Ewing, you want to go to, the actual Ewing red lead book. Sure. Uh, Immortal Hulk number 28. 
Uh, Before we start, shout out to Alex Ross for a pretty kick-ass cover. Um, I really was struck seeing this cover. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, where it, um, again, we'll, we'll see, we'll definitely see this, uh, on a couple of times this week where, um, you know, some, some, some nostalgia gets brought back up as this book tends to want to do anyway, but you know, just Marvel's been doing a pretty good job of kind of, you know, bringing up some old, some, some old, uh, some old joints such as the team brigade in this issue. Right. Uh, not led by um, not not led Rick by Jones. Rick Jones. So, yeah. go figure. Apparently, uh, the Hulk has started a movement since since he took down uh, Roxxon's server, and this is basically uh, uh, Dario Agger going about his day, you know, <laughs> um, figuring out what's what's been going on, and also figuring out a plan to kind of combat the Hulk's, um, you know, brand of um, uprising. Right. The Hulk has basically taken aim at Roxxon. And after the events of last issue, when he knocked out and, you know, mild spoilers for anyone who has who's not caught up on Immortal Hulk. Uh, the Hulk took aim at Roxxon's social media uh, empire, basically, by taking out its servers. Um, Roxxon in the Marvel Universe essentially runs their version of YouTube, Facebook and Fox News. And right, yeah, it's a common, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an amalgamation of several different real world um, uh, media outlets. Uh, but uh, obviously, with the rocks on evil empire, evil corporation spin. Exactly. So, yeah, we kind of get a couple of different things. We see uh, Dagger kind of, oh, Agger, excuse me, um, you know, getting caught up on, on the losses and whatnot and trying to spin it a certain different way. Then we get a, a another part where this security guard, who you know there are some real world there's probably some real world par- parallels to the way this guy thinks i'm sure mm-hmm. uh so we get kind of uh we're gonna get his point of view until you know you you can't have a hulk book without the hulk showing up and who certainly does uh eventually while you know these other two things are going on but that's just because that happens but Iger just pr- pretty much seeks out a, a um a uh, resolution to his problem and how to spin things. And at the end of this, we end up um, as what tend to happen every other, probably two or three issues. Another old Hulk haunt <laughs> happens to come back into the fold one way or another. Right. So, which I haven't seen this version of this, unless it's some, unless maybe I'm not thinking who this person is, who I'm thinking it is. Cause that is Wendigo, isn't it? No. Okay, I didn't think so. No, that's Zemnu the Titan. Okay, so that was that was that was like wait, that's like Gwendigo looks very different. That doesn't seem right. And okay, there you go. All right, so Zemnu is, if I recall, I remember seeing him. I was like, oh, that's Zemnu because he's got that crazy like weird hairdo. Sure. Um, If you uh, uh, the big hint that uh, it's Zemnu before even seeing him is that um, he heard. Dario Agar thinking right. of an old enemy of causing them pain. And if I recall correctly, Zemnu the Titan has psychic abilities. Aha. Uh-huh. There you go. History lesson, folks. That's why we host the show, folks. Psst. Yeah, between the two of us, I'm sure some, you know, there's some sort of you know? knowledge base there. I've all four of us were if we had the entire uh 
comic book chronicles voltron assembled we would have gotten that much faster sure you know zem knew the titans um powers or you know like uh, i'm still like uh, i think i think so <laughs> you know yeah. apologies for not being completely uh prepared for this show folks and got started a little late and look we're you know what's what's uh life without a little bit of um you know um spontaneity right there you got go. it got um it. but yeah there's also before we go into it any further uh there's also a reference to a sunset bane and not the bane of batman fair but the uh, the sunset bane that came one started out in shit with from machine man which we'll talk about deep cuts and also has a, a um who's also had a run-in with uh, alpha flight it's going back to that so sunset bane apparently no, Bane Tronics is do is, is is raising some hell in the Tony Stark Iron Man book right now. So they are definitely they definitely have uh, had an increased profile over the last year or two. Sure, you know ever yeah. since uh, Slot rebooted that Iron Man book, right? Uh, Bane, Bane and Bane, you know, Sunset Bane and Bane Tronics have come back as a, a force in the technological world of the Marvel universe. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I feel like man, maybe I, I don't know. I, uh, I I'm not sure where I've read anything else that I've read that it might have had her in it. But yeah, regardless, you know, that kind of shows up in the book. So there are other players uh, abound. If and I feel like if they're mentioning her, well, that doesn't mean anything. Roxanne get mentions and mentioned in a whole bunch of places. That doesn't mean they're gonna come up in the story at any given time because you know just ancillary other companies that that are in the the universe. Right, and it's part of the story of how the Hulk's efforts to take shots at Roxxon are working. Yeah, and uh, this this uh, you know as, as Roddy Cat mentioned, this forces um, Dario Agar to take um, aggressive steps to try to uh, combat the Hulk by finding his own quote unquote Hulk. Mm-hmm. So. There's also a second parallel story happening in this issue with regards to. Um, uh, Someone who is uh, dealing with um, dealing who, who's had who has difficulty dealing with um, uh, some of the um, uh, the changing world. The, uh, yeah, I was going to say some of the uh, not even the changing world, but but some of the um, some of the atmosphere that uh, that you know how 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 the atmosphere has changed uh, with some of the changing world and how they're having problems not just dealing with the changes but with the atmospheres the, the atmosphere that uh, comes of it right which is why I alluded to the, the a real world parallel earlier and also right you could almost say this guy's probably could have been one of those comic book man babies that are still floating around that should probably die but that's another that's just a personal thing um so yeah there is that and i guess whether we see any more from that next issue we probably will because it, it didn't get resolved right it's only uh it's it, at this point we only see uh a, a pretty cool intervention because the guest art team on this book does a really good job of throwing a curveball at the reader and making us think that something bad is really going to happen. Right. You know, obviously, Which you know, that would have been a little too... into the story, right. but the art team really does an excellent job of selling the fact that something is uh, hinted at that's going to happen that's really bad. 
Yeah, which your props to the to the to the, to the temporary art team. Yeah, I do have it in my notes that uh, the art held up even with the the temporary change because we know Joe Bennett has had a, a personal thing going on, therefore he couldn't be on the book. Uh, um, for I guess I don't know how many issues he's going to be off of it, but um, but that's the case. So art still art still holds up. So um, unless we have something else on Immortal Hulk, we can move on. To... No, it's a, it's a it's a pretty interesting issue. Mm-hmm. It's not as overly dramatic as some of the recent ones are have been, but uh, it definitely gets the story moving along. Yeah, and I suspect yeah. it will probably whatever whatever this is the catalyst of will probably bear out in the next issue or two. Right, and they are definitely not leaving uh, Dario Agar the Minotaur alone. You know, he's gone from being one of the one of the primary villains of War of the Realms to now one of the primary villains in the Hulk book. Mm-hmm. So, and we're still waiting for the one or two um, Hulk villains or whatever to, that hasn't shown up yet. So, you know, taking our time here. You got it. Uh, so next up, you alluded to something earlier. I guess you, you want to get whatever book you were thinking about. Sure. Secret Identities. Secret identities. So, uh, if if anyone out there has not been uh, plugged into comic book news, we've spoken about it. Um, maybe not at length. We try not to spoil everything, you know, on this show. We do sort of uh, dance through the raindrops to try to avoid spoiling everybody. But this particular uh, event that finally happened in Superman issue number 18, written by Brian Michael Bendis and drawn by the art team of Ivan Rice. Um, I'm looking for the rest of the the team here. Ivan Rice on pencils, Joe Prado on inks, and Alex and Claire on colors. Um, You know, what happens in this issue was uh, the subject of a New York Times piece not that long ago. probably in um your social media feed if uh if you know anyone interested in this but yeah i'll ring the spoiler bell just so that you can avoid it but you probably already know but this is just for those uh, select few i'm pretty we, we pretty much talked about it well to, to a point uh in the last couple of weeks so sure but three two one so Superman has revealed himself to the world as Clark Kent in a pretty grand and unambiguous way. And I'm not going to spoil everything about this, but that's pretty much how it happens. It doesn't happen by it's it, it, it's um it's completely by choice. It is, you know, it is at his own behest. It is not an inadvertent unmasking. You know, not that he wears a mask, but it wasn't because of uh, any kind of civil war type situation. Exactly. exactly. It's not it's not through any of that. Although I think the Bendis speak and the Bendis reasoning in this, I think, still leave something to be desired. I still think I don't completely buy the reasoning behind why he would reveal his secret identity to the world, because it just creates it's 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 a double-edged sword it creates stories because it creates problems for the characters right and, and that's around. what they're right exactly and that's what they're going that's the road that they're choosing to go down 
Yeah, I haven't read this issue yet, but yeah, because I'll be honest, I'm not outside of general, so I'm not really looking forward to reading too much Bendis um, for that reason, because yeah, he has a, I don't want to say an issue with that, but let's face it, it's an issue with that. Sometimes the way when he does some stuff. So yeah, um, not he's no stranger to, you know, just things like this before. So, and, you know, as to his credit, uh, as he has said before, hey, you know, if he, this has happened before under his watch and it's stuck for years. So I imagine this is not a just fly by night thing um, that's that's going to be around for a minute <clears throat> to, you know, to what end? I guess we'll see going forward since he's got the reins of that little thing. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't really say too much about it because I hadn't read the issue yet. So, mm-hmm. well, the, the, really, that's essentially what happens because the next issue has a tagline called now what so we have yet to see the real ramifications you know this issue was really focused upon the reveal which really was an announcement you know that's sort of a that's sort of a a spoiler uh for what actually happens in the issue but um the next issue is going to be the fallout and the ramifications of what happens in this issue so uh we will see how dc decide how dc and bendis decide to treat this going forward Which especially since we're still in the middle of the year of the villain supposedly right well and yeah in some cases yeah we definitely are because especially with the justice league stuff which i don't know when this is going to take place i assume this takes place after that since that's right. about to come to an head Right. And uh, there's only one issue left in that. Right. One or two, I think. So. No, actually, it's, I think next issue is the, you know, is, is the, the big end of that one. Minus right. any kind of uh, epilogue or whatever they plan on doing uh, coming out of it. But yeah, that and um, we'll start seeing ramifications of it through other books, I'm sure. If if any has started already started, I'm not sure because we don't, either one of us reads that many DC books. Right. Although we do, we definitely try to stay abreast because oh, obviously sure. we keep up with the news. Right. So, or it, it, it'll hit something that we do because I know I've been reading Lois Lane, and as of that last, the last, the issue that came out last week, it hasn't hit, but which quite comes naturally. Matter of fact, right. that was dealing with uh, Leviathan or something that came out of Leviathan, which I didn't know anything about. But right. so, it is what it is. Uh, next up, I guess if we're done with that. Yep, we're done. Um, I guess on a lighter note, uh, Arrow number six. Sure, because there is some identity, uh, an identity thing come up, came up then, not to the extent, but something did. Um, so basically, we the, the, the short of it is, hey, apparently uh, everything uh, Arrow did to try to stave off whatever crystal entity. For you Star Trek folks, uh, that popped up overnight, uh, wasn't apparently enough because there was some more end up popping up all over the city. But she's still thinking about some things that happened the night prior to that with everything and her boyfriend, which comes in with the identity thing because he straight up asked her, asked her, um, you know, if she was indeed uh, Arrow. To right, basically proves on. that he's not an idiot. But kind of is because he believed it, <laughs> so or <laughs> he believed what she said. So actually, I take it back. We don't, because um, yeah, she she basically said no, and but I don't think we got his 
well we got a little bit of his reaction after that so we don't know if that was like the end of it but mm-hmm. uh but yeah definitely he's he's not even he put all the pieces together i'm like you know what hey there you go so but she kind of she kind of waved it off and tried to uh change the subject and um she's still kind of thinking about that so i suspect that that's probably going to come up again if they're i guess if they're, if they're smart about it but we don't know uh, but because she's uh, interrupted in thought by uh, an uh, unexpected video to her offices of someone we've seen in the book before, but did not expect to see here and then, um, which is her old mentor uh, slash I guess, enemy at this point, Madam Hong. Mm-hmm. Right. So we will definitely see what happens with that in the next issue, because that pretty much threw her off guard. Uh, and in the backup story, which is probably um a, a little greater thing going on because we see some um shades of uh atlantis attacks comes in because not only did say again atlantis attacks oh okay yeah wait what you thought i said no i just said it quickly i didn't catch it oh okay, okay. so we get we get shades of atlantis attacks by not only invoking the name of namor but he shows up at the end of the issue i mean we at the end of story this. Right, we had suspected this from the beginning, and with um, you know, th- this this uh, backup story has been told in six parts, which has actually led to a pretty good pace for this reveal and for the eventual reveal of the Atlantis attacks, the new version Atlantis attacks 2.0 version two um, crossover that's coming out by Marvel. Yes, everything and, old is new again, again. Right, and we suspected it, right. and we were completely a hundred percent right. Yeah, we definitely were because we knew yeah, the the things that were going on in this backstory was gonna have some 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 uh, kind of you know was gonna come up some kind of way with that, and sure enough, it is. And especially since this new Atlantis attacks is supposedly dealing with the agents of Atlas in the first place, then you knew it at some point. You know, something was gonna come up, and we got a water based hero. Actually, we got like at least two or three of them in 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 the agents, I think. All the water-based heroes so, <laughs> who's going to be in this uh, in this particular crossover. So yeah, so of course Namor shows up, and and uh, and it even says to be continued in Atlanta's attack. So whenever that jumps off, that'll be. I'm assuming it's going to be January. I'm guessing. I don't remember when that's supposed to start. Yes, my understanding is that it's soon because so. now because income is supposed to come out starting this month. So and. Yeah, there, yes. there was some news about uh, the big crossover event coming out of incoming, right? Or the spring and summer. I think you might you you may have gotten uh, it. Yeah, if, if it's in that article that I'm that I'm thinking about, yes, because I yeah, saw it drop this afternoon. Yeah, there's some books that are coming out in March, and yeah, but we'll get to that or April even. Uh, well, this 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 article starts, talks about March, but yes, going into that stuff regardless, it's it's okay. Seems to be the case. Stay tuned for the news, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, All right. Indeed. So, yeah. So, that's the whole thing that's going on. It's like, huh. Yeah. And I guess, what Invaders might... I assume Invaders, whenever that drops, is going to kind of lead somewhat into this, I'm going to assume. I think so, too. I've, Invaders is set to end this month, so I think it's in the next issue, which is going to come out within the next two weeks. Right. Uh, we're, we're probably going to see how Invaders wraps and leads into Atlantis attacks. Because mm-hmm. that be would be a missed opportunity if it didn't so all right they, they well, can't do it in avengers because that's already in something else unless they do it's like something like, hey this is going on at the same time kind of situation but whatever uh, uh next book uh, if you want to go ahead and pull up one 
All right, let's see. What did we read? Did you read Fantastic Four number 17? I did. This was a great book <laughs> this week. There's a lot, you know, speaking of uh, fill-in art teams, this book had a couple of, actually more than a couple, quite a few fill-in artists uh, to team up with Sean Isaacs, who's been doing a bang-up job on this book art-wise. So it was slightly inconsistent art-wise, but it didn't detract too much from the story. Right. Um, well, where we find ourselves is uh, at the beginning of the book is a flashback to the creation of um, the, super, the, the, the quote unquote superheroes of um, the planet. Uh, what's this planet called? I don't know. I just call it a spire. Spire. It a spire, but I don't know if that's a planet name or just where they are. Oh, well, it is. They landed on Spire. I just was looking at the first page, the, uh, the recap page. Right. Right. So the planet is called Spire and their heroes are called the Unparalleled. And we find out that the heroes on this world were engineered by a certain, by, you know, by basically the lead bad guy to us, right? To the FF. Right. Um, and that's the uh, that's the the core of the flashback. But we also see, um, and we've already kind of known how the um, the uh, the class system inspire um, was created as a result of uh, the creation of these heroes. Right. We kind and... of get the other side of the we uh, we basically get the other side of that coin uh, where the uh, the outcasts where they right. started the last... from. Right. The last two issues, uh, Ben Grant, we followed uh, the thing who kind of embodies the um, the the quote unquote ugly side of um, uh, the transformation that the FF went through. And uh, that's the equivalent of these creatures who have found themselves. I think they call it Lowtown. Yes. Right. Which they is weird because themselves. I think there is a place in Marvel that is also called Lowtown, but uh, which is it's kind of weird. Anyway, I think you're right. But, you know, it's essentially like the Inhumans, you know, social caste uh, system. Right. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, if the, if they're, um, you know, in this case, if their transformation uh, goes awry or, or doesn't produce like um, uh, a beneficial power, they're cast into Lowtown, right. never to be seen again. If you, if you not have powers that are beneficial or one of the beautiful looking people with your powers, then you get cast out. Right. Which also, weirdly enough, I guess it, there may be a parallel to be made because, like, okay, it's the the parallel to which the first guy and Ben specifically, because it's like, okay, out of the four FF groups, Ben was quote unquote the strongest, or right. somewhat, and the same thing happened to him. So you can almost draw a parallel as well. Okay, well, Cosmic Rays kind of makes that type person into some less than desirable. I don't know if that's actually the case, but it just, if, but if you're kind of drawing a parallel there, that's that is one you could do. Regardless, right. uh, we get a, a butting of the head of the two click class systems here. It's a great effect. The um, various members of the FF find each other again, that being Ben and Johnny, and I think, well, Rudency are around there, but they're kind of uh, elsewhere. Um, and speaking of being engineered, we come to find out at the end of this issue that the and a retcon has been engineered by these said people were in relation to the Fantastic Four. 
Oh, I love this retcon. It made me smile. I can only imagine the look on Dan Plot's face when he was like, and then... You know, I could just imagine the the smile on his face when he was when he came up with this particular retcon. I don't know if I like it or not. I mean, I, I get it. Out of it, you I, know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was amusing to see. It was like, huh? But then I could also see the 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 already mad man babies and be like, what? You just ruined the FS thing by then? It's just you know, but whatever. I'm not worried about them. But I'm just saying, say not like, really, because the facts. I was about to say the facts never changed. Um, the fact never changed that yes they they you know what happens to them happened to them but the fact that it was the way or I guess the reason well, why it, it happened it to an them accident right exactly somebody accidentally did it on purpose right so you the, know? the fact that it wasn't an accident at all to to a point well it wasn't was, exactly it was the fact that they transformed was the accident the fact that they were hit by cosmic rays was partially not an accident right because. Uh, the the retcon here is you know we won't spoil it even though we kind you know, of already did, bar, yeah. but um, the retcon is, is is on the technical is a, is of a very technical nature. It's kind of fascinating, but at the same time, it's like, huh, I'm not still not sure how I feel about it. Right, and at the same time, I also feel like years and years of rage directed at uh, Reed Richards by Ben Grimm are going to have to be apologized for now. <laughs> <laughs> or redirect it. Yeah, that's yeah, that is exactly. for sure. Because uh, you know, th- this particular aspect of um th- this particularly technical aspect has uh has been um part of the uh the 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 anger and the angst held which, by uh Ben Grimm for a long time. Which now that you bring that up, I well it the the blame still could be somewhat put on him but not for that particular thing like there's like obviously things led up to that happening in the first place is still kind of on that but you still can't blame Reef for what happened and I'm kind of wondering since you brought that up if that's going to be addressed that I would what's, so. that's what's going to be fascinating to me so. yeah. yeah that's a fascinating development for those two characters yeah because after all these years now granted it, I mean it, it hasn't hasn't changed you know their friendship that much but there have been moments you know right it's been a, yeah it's definitely been a storytelling element mm-hmm. but, um, but anyway yeah I really really uh was entertained by this book because um <laughs> there are you know what what um what's been developing is this weird relationship between uh Johnny Storm and his alleged um uh so basically soulmate yeah it's kind of like he found himself in the good place um you know, i do shout like out how the how the uh, other members of the crew was like huh okay this is this is johnny like he could go from here to being married in, in a couple hours and then Reed was like yeah but he also be divorced in the next couple hours after that so don't worry about it like, it was great yeah it was great that was you know there there's you know i give slot you know it's slots i think has been really struggling on the iron man book Hmm. Uh, although he has, you know, he although because of the whole 2020 thing, the Iron Man 2020 thing, I don't know if he had the clearest uh, vision outside hmm. of maybe getting to getting from point A to point Z, you know, right. uh, Z being uh, the lead in into 2020. Um, 
But this book just feels like he's hitting on all cylinders, like he's having a lot of fun yeah. telling this particular story and adding to the story of the Fantastic Four. Um, you know, the, the 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 team dynamic, as always, is so much fun. Oh yeah, and having family, a lot of fun writing it. Family from beginning to end. That's what that's the, the thing that always comes out about it, and and Slight kind of keeps that up in, in great fashion. So, but yeah, we'll we'll see if uh, if. Um, what comes what out of uh, out of that revelation, if anything? Hopefully it does, because I, I would like to believe the slot wouldn't just leave it out there. Yeah, I'm totally looking forward to where this goes. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's a potential click of the week for me. Okay. Word. Um, let's say one more book a piece, maybe, and then we hit uh, wrap it, maybe? Sure. Um, let's hit an Xbox. We haven't hit one of those this week. And um, maybe X-Force. Okay. Yes, X Force number three, because that seems to be the most um... spoilerific book. I'm going to ring the bell. Well, I think so. Okay. There's a lot of stuff happening. X Force number three, and well, yeah, that's what I was kind of get to. It's basically the one that's like directly, um, like things. Everything that's going on in the X book is, is directly kind of going through that book. Right. Right. So uh, let me ring the bell, because if you don't want to know what happens in X-Force 3, because you have not yet had time to read it, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit from this point after the bell in three, two, one. All right. So uh, we all know that uh, at the end of last issue, we discovered how the hit team that took out uh, Charles Xavier got onto Krakoa. Uh, thanks to um, some skin grafts from one, um, what is Domino's real name? I forget. Nina. Um, Nina something. Nina. I can't remember. I can't right, remember right, right. Nina. I, I, for some reason, it, it, it slipped my mind. But Domino was the uh, the source of this. And we also found out in last uh, in the last issue why she was on the mission she was on and, you know, the, where she was captured. Mm-hmm. So this is Wolverine and Quentin Quire getting her out, and we get a little bit more exposition, exposition about that part. But at the same time, um, we're getting some, you know, meanwhile back on Krakoa, some other behind-the-scenes things going on, uh, and even in front of the scene in, in respect, because, you know, Magneto's kind of going out and having to do, I guess you can almost say damage control, because the word got out about Xavier, but apparently that was slightly unnecessary because in the course of this book we get Xavier back seemingly right pretty much i mean we it's it's something it was something of a test and even the characters felt in the book felt like this was going to be a test of the the Krakoan uh resurrection uh system that had right. been put forth during Hoxpox. Right, because part of it had to go direct well, basically part of it was kind of going through Xavier. So you lose that part, do you actually lose a part that's kind of meaningful in the resurrection process? Which from what we can kind of tell out of this book, maybe not, but I feel like there's something that's not being told about his his coming back that that that's not gonna doesn't have maybe. Maybe. Because no something something doesn't seem right. And maybe it's just me. Yeah, I was about to say it, it's probably just something you know, like a uh, uh, something you can file away for future reference and see if it comes true. Yeah, you know. But but um, but go on. 
No, I was about to say, but the only other thing we've come to find out because of, you know, Xavier's back and everybody now knows it, that he's back. Uh, and everything that has taken place up until now, we we come to find out that, hey, there is now a need for the Shadow Ops team of X-Force to be reinstated, which, granted, there has been other there has been those already, or at least in a certain sense, given one other book. But that's a whole personal mission. But yes, we definitely we now know that, hey, the X-Force, the need for X-Force is now necessary again. And not only do we find that out, but spoiler alert, we find out that the there are uh opponents of the mutants that are also getting together there or has together their shadow ops giving that you know the whole right. mission came about in the first place against uh krakoa and the mutants right it's very court of owls yes um there's definitely a court of owls vibe to this also i liked a, there's a there are definitely a few uh things that i liked about this one uh the art by joshua kasara was you know shown brightly in this issue hmm. i don't know if uh this i i did not have a chance to look up whether or not he's done something that we would uh know you know say he was doing something independent or maybe from for another publisher sure or something we've known for the big two that we just didn't recognize as his right because uh you know he's definitely stepped his game up if that's the case um it's you know it it, it it's very good uh, there are some um, Attack on Titan um, uh, visual cues in this issue uh, that yeah. kind of made me laugh a little bit. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, there is that. I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. <laughs> you know, the, you know, like one, you know, there's one particularly obvious scene. I'm just like, oh no, you know, are we going to go jumping around in those wacky uh, jetpacks that shoot <laughs> cables? You know. Agent Agent Seventy showing his uh his his growing his growing uh, uh anime acumen. There you go, <laughs> there you go. So so, but I yeah, there was there was that thing up, that that I happened. am not up to date by the way on Attack on Titan. Yeah, fine. So, but um, but yeah, uh, what else happens in this issue? Um, that was pretty much the gist of uh, of it. There's like you know there was a lot of talks you know like you said uh, about whether the you know, the testing of the process and that other thing, you know, that and other things. And I guess Wolverine and them are still out there, you know, on mm -hmm. that front of uh, Domino's mission. Right. And remember, I think, was it last week or the week before, you were asking about the Morlocks and the Morlock healers, right? Yes. You know, he's he's front and center in, in uh, X-Force right to now. Which, to which there was something, there was a um, text thing that said that, and I don't know if this was after that or before that, or maybe they, that part has been dealt with. It was like something basically happened to it we happened doing... after that scene right it happened right. after that scene it happened right. off camera basically and uh he's been uh you know he was injured right. as a result of um that assassin that they tried to keep alive blowing up right oh so. yeah actually there is something else with that speaking of the the um that they did have one other person that they were trying to save to, to get some answers from and that person got taken out by a shadowy figure Mm hmm. So they are back to square one at, at that point, unless, you know, something comes out of, you know, the disparate parts of, uh, you know, the everybody else who's out or whatever. Right. And besides, you know, I mean, we know who the Xeno are now. So, now, yeah, we'll, we will see how all of that weaves together moving forward. Um, Rest assured, it is not horticulture. So 
Right. <laughs> did you you did finally read that uh, read uh, X Men? I'm sorry. Did you finally read X Men? I did not. I am oh, behind. Okay. Well, I am behind. I regret to say that I did not yet read X Men number three from last week. Well, although those I, who, I'm gonna try to do it now. But those who did, the yeah, those, those who did will know who I'm talking about. So that was still a, a pretty good book. Anyway, um, so that is X Force number three. I think that's pretty much the size of that book. All right. So I guess we can. Uh, uh, do some rapid fire and run through the rest of our books. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, from here on in, uh, just let me know if you read any of my books. I think you've got a good list of books that I did not read. For sure. Um, Annihil- I'm going to cover these two Annihilation books together. Uh, Battery Bill, number one, and Silver Surfer, number one. I have these not had are a chance. The- Right. These are the next chapters in the Annihilation um, mini event uh, for this for this winter, for this fall. And uh, the story involving uh, the Sentry in and the Cancerverse invading the negative zone is moving forward. We definitely see these characters interact with um, the next uh, logical stages of what happens in the negative zone. Um, the one thing I would uh, mention about the Silver Surfer issue, though, is it is a direct uh, it's a direct follow up to the events of Silver Surfer Black, and something uh, uh, something regarding the Silver Surfer is that was not revealed in uh, the black miniseries was revealed in this issue. So it's definitely a change to his status quo. Mm. And I believe it is also coming. It should, if I'm not mistaken, this should be coming off of that, the FF uh, annihilation from, from last week. Cause oh, uh, they're all following. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in terms of, right. In terms of the annihilation story, they're all interconnected. They're all following up on the events of the previous, um, uh, annihilation, uh, hero title. Sure. But I'm speaking specifically about what happened about the Silver Surfer, uh, the character. Sure. So that's, um, you know, that's definitely important to know. Um, if you have not yet read any of the previous Annihilation uh, hero issues, uh, the FF issue and um, the Nova issue, uh, I, I would suggest uh, catching up on those so that you can get a, a full picture on what's happening. Yeah, I'm caught up. I just hadn't read these two. Right. Uh, next up is Captain America number seventeen. We uh, continue with the with, with uh, Tanahasi Coates's uh, revisit revisiting of the Scourge concept and his update on it, and he brings it into the uh, in, into the current day. So there are definitely uh, real world current day uh, parallels in the story that he incorporates. Um, so Scourge uh, is a cop killer now. Say again. Scourge is a cop killer now. Uh, yes and no. So you should definitely read it. So there are uh, events in this that uh, kind of explain that away. So uh, it's definitely something to see. Uh, it's definitely something to 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 read and 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 see how Coates is uh, adapting the uh, the previous um uh event, the, the previous uh. Uh, ideas from the Grunwald uh, cap run and adapting them into uh, into today's sensibilities. So it's a lot of fun for people who are um, 
you know, longtime cap uh, fans. And I think for current day fans who may not be familiar with that, it's uh, it's definitely got that real world parallel and intrigue to uh, keep the story moving along and uh, make you want to pick up the next issue. So do you, do, if you just read the, this issue in the last issue, you'll be fine? Yes, I believe so. OK. I believe so. Uh, Captain Marvel. Number 13, I, I read this issue because I did read the previous issue quickly uh, just to see what was up with this uh, Captain Marvel going rogue. Uh, no pun intended, right? Uh, this Captain Marvel um, uh, going bad, um, you know, uh, heel turn, uh, you know, shout out to pro wrestling and its terminology. Um, you know, we know there's a reason for the heel turn and there's a great... Hey, boo! There's a uh uh hold on looking 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 <laughs> So with any uh, uh you know with that being aside um we find out that um you know there's a reason for Captain America uh, Captain Marvel's uh heel turn and there's a, a reappearance of a character from A Force uh, and it's a it's a welcome return. It's nice to see this character uh, come back and and play a role in uh, uh, Captain Marvel's plan to try to um, get out from under the thumb of um, a particular character who we last saw in Death of the Inhumans. So, is it Singularity? Oh, the the other character, the the A Force character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I kind of figured that's the one that's been, yeah, the only exactly. one that's been floating around. Yeah, exactly. So it was nice to see that character uh, uh, come back and play a role in this story. Cool. Um, let's see. So we did FF. Uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number fourteen. I read this. So, um, unfortunately, this is the last issue of this volume of friendly neighborhood spider-man and tom taylor has definitely stuck to his guns and told a tale told stories uh within these 14 issues of spider-man and his neighborhood and the relationships that he created as a result of some of these more grounded local stories within you know basically within and under the five boroughs of new york city yeah and i love how his neighborhood kind of came together in this book Exactly. I mean, in, this, in this issue, rather. Exactly. And I freely admit, I freely admit that I was surprised to hear that all these people knew of what was going on. Right. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's kind of uh, understood that because he is so friendly in it to these folks in his neighborhood and created friends that he would share, you know, at least with one or two people. And that would get around to his other friends who right. were connected to each other. Right. So yeah, it was it was a, it was definitely a good read for that. It was like oh, this is because because usually in a story like this, you know, Peter has a, had has you know classically made a promise but not been able to keep it because of going out and, and fighting crime. It mm -hmm. looked as though it was going to go that way until the intervention of his friends, which was like all right, that's great. But he still ends up having to go He's, off. Exactly, he still ends up having to do something. That is reminiscent of one of the best scenes from Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I saw that and I saw what Tom Taylor wrote as part of the thought process, the, uh, you know, in the captions. Oh, it was wonderful. I had it's like, I see you, sir. I yeah, see seriously. you. Seriously. That was seriously. good. 
If I see Tom Taylor in a, you know, at a at a con, uh, you know, uh, at this point next year, mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely going to hunt down a copy of this issue and 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 uh, find some time to speak to him about yeah. uh, about this because this this particular sequence was a lot of fun. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, is that it for you, or? Uh, no, I'm going to keep moving quickly. Um, New Mutants number three. Also read this. Right. So, uh, considering that the New Mutants are the New Mutants, the OG New Mutants, and um, Mondo and Chamber are in space at the moment, uh, I was pleasantly surprised to find out that uh the x office is also going to use this new mutants book to highlight some of the other younger generation x-men and that's what we get here some of which i have said in the past i don't care too much for but they didn't they you know they they have a place i'll say that sure Sure. So what was great about this and was kind of given away by the cover is that um armor um, uh, Glob Herman and these two weird little kids who, who, who like, I think they're French. Who caused, um, yeah, who caused a good, good bit of pro- problems in the last iteration of uh, the Xbooks. Right. But now they're, you know, and now they're on Krakoa and they're trying to play nice. And what we find is that Armor is looking to um, at least reach out to some of the mutants who have not yet relocated themselves to Krakoa, uh, specifically members of the new X-Men, uh, you know, her her uh, old teammates. Right. Yeah. Part of this issue was kind of bittersweet to me because it was like, because it, it started dealing with something that, you know, uh, of a situation that I've, I have known of, but unfortunately it was, I mean, well, fortunately it was happening it in a way. Almost, yeah, it affects almost all of us or affects people we know. Exactly. But um, so so they go and which, you know, I was actually kind of surprised that the pre- that the people they went after first. I actually I was surprised and not surprised actually, because there are every now and then they're like, okay, yeah, these two characters end up coming up or or, or get you know um, brought up in some kind of a way, and sure enough, uh, Beacon Angel get brought mm-hmm. up, which you know, which. At one point, BK lost his powers after MD and all that kind of stuff, but all that's kind of all the went or done, so no, no need to really bring that up. But they had settled down on a place with uh, uh, on a place with their parent, with uh, his parents, and there was a reason for that, which is the reason why they didn't go to Krakoa. Uh, and also, kind of makes me wonder is like, actually, one I kind of wonder is like, I wonder how far they're going to go with this because, like, we do know there are some people that are that have been unaccounted for, but we've also kind of seen some people here and there. Uh, during the course of you know the dawn of x stuff mm-hmm. uh in which in, in this issue kind of recounts a couple of them which we've seen um but we find out the reason why and apparently armor you know kind of came with a batman like well almost a batman like preparedness at least for part of it but i guess when because she no actually i take the back because she knew what the deal was going in before they got there right. on that one part so she came kind of prepared which was a, which was a good thing to do um, right. right. So what we have is what we have is a pretty heartwarming story up until the cliffhanging cliffhanger part of the 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 end of the issue. Right. Where you know I don't want to spoil everything that's there, but they're confronted, and what I thought they were being confronted by were just some locals, and that was uh, part of the charm. That was Ed uh, is it Ed Brisson. <clears throat> yes. 
that was Bruce and lulling me into a false sense of security, just like these uh, young X-Men were, these new X-Men were. And lo and behold, these um, these rough and tumble guys are a little bit more prepared than we thought. Right. And, deal and, with uh, superpowered children, which, you know, especially coming out of X-Force and what happened in that book, you know, we knew there were folks out there with the, a similar type of preparedness and, you know, um, um, who were also underrated or, or, I guess, you know, thought to be less of a threat than, than what they ended up being, I guess. Right. Right. Um, and there, there is a great, there is a great callback line right at the end of the issue that closes the issue. Um, you know, uh, going back to, uh, you know, the beginning of the story when they plan on, you know, when they make their plans to, uh, to make this visit to a uh, beacon, um, uh, what was her name? Angel. Angel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we also kind of found out that um, Beacon Angel have been propagating, have, have been making more mutants, oh, have been making more mutants away from the island, apparently. Yeah, they've been having, they've been having their own special time. They've so, been yeah. busy. Yeah, they've been quite busy. Um, yep. And that's it for me. And yeah, and that's uh, pretty much it for, for that book anyway. Um, so for myself, yeah, I guess the only question, the other question is like, how in the world they found found out that that was that they were there one? But I guess we'll find that out next issue. Um, so for my books, <clears throat> excuse me, Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda number four. I did skim this, so go ahead. Okay, um, so we basically get a re- resolution to the quote unquote ego moon, which it wasn't actually a moon. It's basically, um, well, one part it's something that came out of. Um, a callback to Silver Surfer, actually, the the last yeah. volumes of Surfer, um, and the Gardner copulating with <laughs> with with uh, you you uh, Euphoria the planet, which mm. yeah go go with that one, and ended up you know uh, quite literally sowing the seeds of what uh, what uh, sprung up on the moon, but that's been taken care of, uh, and we saw um, Man Wolf, aka Star, was it what's his name Star Wolf Star God. What was his other name? Regardless, uh, Man Wolf kind of has has his uh, Star God. Yeah, Star God. Yeah, you know Star God, the legendary outlaw. Um, you know who? <laughs> exactly. That is a big. That is a callback because Man Wolf in itself, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and we also get that well, he's you know because of the resolution of what happens on the moon and where they end up uh, in relation to that. Uh, Mr. One John Jameson has to go uh, oversee uh, a repopulation of an old turf of his. Mm-hmm. So, and we also get uh, Bobby's official um, in statement to, to the team. So, there is that. Oh, and also, Four Bush Man somehow shows up in, in a dream sequence. So, hey. And how to duck, but the four bush man in this case is more of the the weird one. Um, and they also haven't they also haven't abandoned that whole. Um, oh yeah, the gorilla uh, man thing. Yes, yes, from from uh, Avengers. Yeah, they definitely um, they definitely make a point to uh, bring that up. So I assume at some point we're that. I guess that's going to play out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Miles Morales, Spider Man number thirteen. This is a potential click of the week for me. Not just well, actually because of what happens at the end of this and this has been in the news and it definitely will be in the news later on this ep- this episode uh but um miles and the prowler his uncle aaron 
are basically doing 16 blocks, except for they decide not to, they, they decided not to do it the hard way and um, circumvent some things. But they still have a little issues. Oh, you mean they didn't? They didn't uh, run through Central Park and they did not. They like the Warriors. Sadly, oh. no, they didn't. They did no. They decided to circumvent all of that. So I guess all of them. I, mean, I was like, you know what? We don't actually have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, and I know you haven't read this, so I won't give the whole thing away. But we get, but we someone comes back into the scene real briefly uh, of that we haven't seen in a few issues uh, in relation to uh, Miles. And a potential ally of his, which I was good to see. Uh, but at the end of it, which you already know, uh, is a, a new addition to the Morales family. That's addition, not edition. Correct. Although, well, I mean, if, if they get their own book, it could be a new edition. So, <laughs> um, and I totally forgot the name, is, um, but regardless, it doesn't matter. So, yes, Miles has now become a big brother. He has a little sister that they show in the last page and um, we will definitely be getting more on that next issue, I'm sure. Um, Fallen Angels, number three. Um, so this is um, Psylocke, a.k.a. Quanon, um, X-23 and Cable out on their mission to find this godlike being, Apoth, who... Um, um, Psycholock is trying to hunt down and you know the mission goes on the mission they get split up as tends to happen you know in, uh, X-23 and, and, and the Psylocke has a teaching moment I guess but at the same time they're kind of on thing and apparently uh, there's might be a little bit more to Apoth than or we're finding out a little bit more than to this Apoth being than we originally was told um, Far Sector number two. So this is um, a DC book. This is uh, from a sci-fi writer in in K. Jemison uh, about a Green Lantern who has been thrust out into the far reaches of space, uh, in a as a cop because they are in, investigating a not one but two murders that happened in this far place that hasn't had a murder in centuries and she this is also her um the lantern's name is Sojourner Sojourner uh, Joe Sojourner something like that I can't remember um no Sojourner Mullen excuse me is the lantern's name and she's basically still trying to acclimate herself to this place and the various uh, societies that are mixed in together and also trying to uh, solve this murder at the same time so it's actually been a, a pretty good book because it seems to be a pretty decent read so I'm, I'm curious to see where this is going to go like I said last um, time we talked about it I'm sure but I've been enjoying it uh, and last but not least Amazing Mary Jane number three um, which, you know, shenanigans abound because the Savage Six uh, invade uh, the set, which causes some problems for uh, the production of the Mysterio movie, a.k.a. Joker Light. I don't know. But, um, okay. <laughs> you know, people are freaking out, but except for Mary Jane, who's kind of cold and calm and continuing to do her thing. You know, uh, and even with the setbacks that the uh, the sinister, the excuse me, the Savage Six pr uh, bring up, the production goes on, and it looks like Mary Jane is finally going to get her production credit. If nice. if, if if the one panel is to be believed, so um, 
yeah, it's, this continues to be a, a pretty good book. And so she also calls in a favor, which I, um, which I found kind of amusing, um, for the, for the, for those in the delivery service who, who doesn't have powers, better watch out. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yes. And that is it. We now go to clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. All right. Uh, we have one already from one uh, Tim Dog ninety eight, and that would be X Force number three. Nice, nice, I mean, good. It's it's I think you also got one from PCN underscore Dirt as well. No, well, he basically said he only read one, but what? And sure, we. Oh, can, okay. yeah. No, I mean, I was about to say, yeah, that's he not didn't, fair. he didn't, he didn't pick it as yeah, a he didn't click, nominate saying, it, right, right. But yeah. Actually, beyond what he said, or outside of what he said, I'll put it that way, because um, mm-hmm. that last sentence aside, there have been a, there are a lot of reprints that came out this week, including um, like the first um, the the like the first premiere issue of uh, Tigra from uh, Marvel Chillers number three back in the day. Really? Uh, yeah, there was a like I saw a bunch of stuff on Comicsology that uh, was like. Uh, I think uh, some Tales of Astonish, I can't. I think was also in the mix or something. Like it was a bunch of revic reprints. I'm like, huh? They're really, they're really going um hog on this, on this uh, stuff, which is good to see because some of that stuff is like, oh yeah, I remember that stuff. Uh, there's some X Men, like there's um an X Men annual, uh, that was reprinted. Yeah, Tales uh, Tales of Astonish, a bunch of them, um, including uh, some Ant Man and Wasp stuff and some Hulk stuff. You know, so but that being a said, that that aside, you know, just mm-hmm. something I noticed uh, looking through comicsology. Um and also starting for time trying to think of what I was going to pick. Do you have yours already or uh I'm kind of stalling for time. Okay. I definitely have some good candidates though. For sure. Uh I am between um X Force number three, which I really did enjoy, and Fantastic Four number seventeen because it was just a fun read. Hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to side with Tim Dog ninety eight and go with X Force number three um, with the Fantastic Four seventeen coming in a, a, a really close second because it was just a lot of fun. But X Force number three had uh, the requisite uh, high drama notes. Which yeah, it's pretty- weird because X Force seems to be at this point at least that might change. X Force seems to be the book that normally would have been, you know, the direct. What oh, you mean going like on X books? What would be going in X Men? Yeah, the lead book. I guess, yeah, right? so that's kind of interesting to see that it's shifted for the time being, or yeah. maybe who knows. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Uh, I think I am actually going to go with. That mouse book was really good. I would say Amazing Mary Jane. Okay. Uh, for my pick, surprisingly, no, uh, you know, you know, Jane Foster and Mortal Hulk always good, you know, as, as it tends to happen. But um, Mary, Mary, oh, no, Amazing Mary Jane was pretty good, followed by Miles Morales, obviously, because I was pretty good. nice. You know, would come out of that. I mean, and Friendly Neighborhood actually, but because that was definitely a a pretty good read. Uh, All right. I'm I'm literally scrolling through. Uh, I'm scrolling through uh, X-Men number three from last week. I'm going to try to sit down and read it before going to bed. Um, I'm like, wow, Gateway really is back. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, that, that, that part was like, all right, great. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That, right. that, that, after once you get past that part and, and when they get into the mission, it's, it's, it's it gets good. Cool. Um, so now we have we're going to the cinematic news. But first, an ad read. 
Our first ad read of the night is for Busted Tees. This episode of the Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture, cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, and geek culture are all on sale each week. To help keep our podcasts free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us, that's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. And now we go into the cinematic news. News! Wow, they're making the Half-Baked 2? Really? Okay. Weird. That has nothing to do with the comic book cinematic news, but that just so happens to be on this page of the first story, which is <sighs> Zack Snyder proves Snyder Cut exists with new evidence and official runtime. Look, either you're going to release the stupid thing or you don't. I don't care. Let's just stop it. And granted, I don't have to actually put this in the news too much longer, but nevertheless, it is a thing I'm sure someone cares about. But we do see here that uh, apparently the, the official runtime is 214 minutes. Uh, that's like three and a half hours long, apparently. Uh, and it says here, nearly identical to, to, identical to the running length of Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, which apparently is a big thing that people have been talking about. I don't care. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. It's maybe possibly out there. At this point, it doesn't really matter. Next. Ah. Exactly. So, most of you ladies and gentlemen out there probably saw the first official trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 Mm. released earlier this week. And uh, what did you think? It was definitely uh, an 80s influenced uh, trailer for sure. Yeah, speaking of The Rock, there's a fanny pack playing a prominent role in the fashion sense. Yes, with a character who should not be there, but I suspect I'm hoping they're going to explain how that character is still, which we knew this this character is going to be back for this film, but how is a different question but yeah i and i kind of enjoyed there's some you know some good wonder woman action going on you know there's some things with uh there, there's hints of their mascara being in the mix uh there's her 80s uh, outfit which i don't know that much about but i have seen pictures of that that, that gets shown it kind of looks stupid but at the same time hey it's gal, gal Gadot. she looks good in it <laughs> uh, Christian Wig, weirdly enough, as Cheetah, like, although they don't show her in Cheetah. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's what the, the one thing I was going to add is that we do not see Kristen Wig as Cheetah, but we do see her in uh, the uh, was it uh, Doctor Minerva? Yes, right. Um, I want because I'm not going to defame the awesome character of Minerva McGonagall. Um, <laughs> that's Barbara. You know, that's Barbara Minerva. Not exactly. Not um, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so we we get uh, glimpses of of all of those, um, but yeah, I I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was pretty good. They even had I just noticed this. There was a picture of uh, just, if it wasn't eighties enough, there was uh, I'm assuming that's from Magnum PI or no, that's from um, um, 
to her right, that is a picture of, uh, uh, that's a, a, a shot from um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then on the, to the left of her is a, is a screenshot of Dallas because that's J.R. Ewing. Those of a certain vintage know who exactly who that is. So they clearly, they, they may, they definitely make sure you know that this is set in the 80s, including All right. a trip to the mall. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty good. If you hadn't seen it by now, go check it out. Uh, New Birds of Prey poster introduces Bernie the Beaver to the world, which I think I talked about this last week, but I didn't have the the uh, the article. So yeah, I'm like, wait a second, who? Yeah, so Bernie the Beaver was the stuffed beaver that played a part of um, I believe I did say this last week of Harley Quinn's comic book, uh, fairly recent comic book volumes. Uh, in the last couple of years, definitely. I'm not sure because I'm I'm kind of uh, I I haven't read uh, the recent issues, but it definitely was a, a part of. That. Now we don't know if this this beaver is uh, talking in her head or it actually does have some sort of powers of voice. We believe it is in her head. I at least I have gone to, on to believe that is in her head because no one else can hear this beaver, this stuffed beaver, but her. But it's Harley Quinn, and she's you know her her mentalities are whatever they are. Right. But yeah, okay. But apparently the the beaver is going to be in the movie. Okay. As you can see, All the right. poster sitting right here. And I, I'm kind of hungry right now, so those hot dogs look good. Now, uh, and I don't eat hot dogs. But regardless, next up. Next up, um, the uh, upcoming Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie, the you know Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, I refuse to say that long-ass name. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Um you know, so uh, whatchamacallit, Harley's got uh, a pet hyena who's got a wacky name. The um, the hyena's name, as revealed on a relatively uh, a legible and prominently placed dog tag uh, for the hyena, the hyena's name is Bruce. And Which is weird, um, she has two hyena usually, but so I don't know if the other one's going to be in the movie also, or it's just so happened to be the one. But. Right. And apparently costume designer K.K. Barrett told heroic Hollywood that, uh, you know, that's her pal. It's a surprise, uh, you know, that the, the, the hyena's name is Bruce. So right. that we'll see that, you know, see what's up, what what uh, what's up with that later. Well, so I mean, so this is the, again, the hyenas are not new, uh, but yeah, they're definitely oh, yeah. the name of the, mean, the Bruce. Yeah. I was about to say those are um, those are uh, remnants from the uh, animated series version. Correct, and yeah, and they've shown up in other places. Like they've even been in um, Injustice Two, the uh, the the video game fighting series. So yeah, they've and and Harley Quinn's you know most recent books. So so there you go. Yeah, that's the thing. We'll find out about the naming of that, which I suspect is going to be about a character we know. <laughs> That is also similar to the name Bruce, but hey, right. sure. Uh, Supergirls, Mr. Misselplik, um, recast with Reno 911 actor, co-creator, as according to this report. So Thomas Lennon has been uh, reportedly recast as Mr. Misselplik for Supergirl. Season five, according to Deadline, Lennon will reportedly replace actor uh, Peter Gadiot. Um, who who portrayed Mr. Plick in season two? I do remember that episode. Uh, an easy trick for uh, for y'all know Mr. Plick. You get you know, he's an imp. He's like uh, the Impossible Man, but for DC, and he's from. And if you say his name backwards, you know, he goes away. 
go figure. We don't know when he's going to appear as Mr. Plick, but, um, or how many episodes he'll be in, but it'll happen one time, one day. Next. Next up. By the um, way, before we go uh, into this, strap in, because there's a lot of news about uh, the, the crisis. Uh, as if right, we didn't already sure. have enough that's been going on for this past week. Right, the current crisis crossover because uh, fans of these shows of the um, the CW Arrowverse shows know that this is going on right now. So strap in. We've got spoilers incoming. So spoiler alert in three, two, one. And I'm just ringing this once for any of these for for all these crisis um uh stories. So we're gonna tag team these stories, and uh, if you need to, just fast forward. All right. All right. Um, first up, uh, the Supergirl and Batwoman friendship, uh, the friendship between Kara Danvers and Kate Kane, say that fast five times, is going to expand as a result of the events of this crossover. Ooh. You mean there's going to be a world's finest, possibly? Possibly. I say that not having having read the article. And, and actually, I'm not sure if the article actually mentions it. But regardless, yeah, so that's what it seems like they're they're trying to set this up. Um, I'm still not caught up with the Arrowverse stuff. So, you know, I still haven't seen when Batwoman came in, much less has seen her show or uh, any other shows. Actually, I take it back. I've been trying to catch up with Legends recently, which um, something else will bring up something else later on in the show. Um, speaking of Crisis, Ralph's Superman comes face to face with Legends of Tomorrow's Adam, which sure that makes perfect sense because they're both played by the same person. Uh, so apparently, during the crisis, Brandon Routh will play. Um, well, we already know he plays uh, Ray Palmer, the Adam in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, we also know that he's playing uh, Kingdom Come Superman in during the Crisis of Infinite Crossovers. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, the crossover that's going on right now. So, and apparently they get to meet. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Right. So, um, one uh, aspect of this crisis uh, crossover is that it deals with a plot. And my, this is this is my understanding. It deals a plot concerning Superman, and apparently, um, the death of Superman story from the comics is one part of that plot. Um, well, it, well, okay. I mean, in in the sense that that's part of what happens. They bring it up. Let's put it. It's not necessarily part of the plot. They just but they bring it up as a part of you know because it's a you know a, a multiversal thing. They they bring it up in relation to hey events that happen from, from my understanding. So, and I believe even in this, this is not like a main plot type of thing. This is like, hey, something happened on the news when they were in the world or uh, in one of the worlds. Uh, my entire response to that, and this is getting, you know, you know, I've played this uh, a couple times already. Hey, it's fine. I mean, I, it's, look. I appreciate the audacity of this crossover, and as we'll find out later, I don't think they'll be doing something like this any anytime soon. But right, that's a pretty big effort, so exactly. So you, if you and the Arrowverse shows are not going to be the, they're going to be changed because of the fact that Arrow's going off the air anyway. So you know, as we keep going, um, I like I said, I like it. I know Tim has been watching it, and I know he's been on the beat for this, and because I asked him. If you could watch the crossover, having not been um, caught up with the Arrowverse shows, and he's 
uh, sounds like, yeah, you can. And he's he's not necessarily caught up with a lot of it either, but you can still watch it. Sure. Pretty decently. So go for it if you feel like it. Uh, Crisis gives Tom Welling's Clark Kent the farewell he deserves. So Tom Welling, you may know him as the, the Superman of Smallville. Uh, that show from, from back in the day. He has a role in a match. I'm going to take the second one after because it also deals with him. But um, yeah, he's in the crossover. And uh, apparently, you know, the reason why going to the next story is that uh, Crisis Showrunner reveals why Tom Welling agreed to do his cameo. And apparently that reasoning was because, uh, according to Welling, they gave him a scene that he couldn't say no to. Or at least I think according to um, either Welling or Guggenheim, one of them said that. Yeah, he said, yeah, uh, you guys have basically written the one scene I, I can't say no to, which was really nice. I think this was uh, uh, Guggenheim recounting um, the meeting with uh, Tom Welling. So, cool. One of these days I get around, get around to actually watching said crossover and see what, what that actually is. Next up. Right, so there's a casting call out looking for two teenage two teenage boy characters for the upcoming uh, spinoff uh, Superman. Uh, what's it called? Um, Lois and Clark or Superman and Lois? Superman and Lois. Yeah, no, they're not going back to that again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Superman and Lois is spinning off. It's going to be another CW show. It's going to have Tyler Hoechlin's Man of Steel and Elizabeth Tullock's uh, Lois Lane. So right. um, it may be Supergirl. going into. They may be going into, uh, you know, children of Superman stories here. Or and or some some rumor, maybe possibly Super Sons. Right. So whether it be, you know, both them because they only have one kid. But I mean, that doesn't mean that they couldn't do anything or it could be Damien. We don't know, but we'll see how what pans out from that when that happens. Uh, Crisis Part Two drops another major Green Lantern reference. So, yeah, a lot of, like we already said, it's going to be spoiled for this, some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the whole, hey, John Dickel as Green Lantern thing has come up yet again. Um, so, cool. Next. All right. Uh, a devilish DC hero has made their Arrowverse debut in this crossover, and that is... Uh, Tom Ellis is a Lucifer Morningstar, which is well, it's not weird because he, he has his own show, you know. So, I guess this is one of the ones that wasn't. I don't remember the, if this bit of news came out, let's put it that way because we know, right? Like, I don't remember if this one is was actually the one, but it kind of makes sense. But Lucifer was a show being out there, kind of all, all on his lonesome or in his own little pocket thing. And now I guess it's part of the Arrowverse in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, apparently, they, <laughs> uh, Mia Smoke, John Dickel, and John Constantine pay Lucifer a visit on Earth 666. <laughs> and they do it for a reason which we won't go into. But if you watch the video for that brief second, you know why. Moving right along. Is you. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths makes a major Legends of Tomorrow retcon. So apparently, during the events of cross uh, of uh, of part one of the of the event, um, which changed Supergirl and Arrow in big ways, it also having an effect on other shows. In particular, one subplot from the episode has cast uh, the premise 
of Legends of Tomorrow in a different light. So apparently after Clark Kent and Lois Lane send Jonathan Kent off in a pod to escape the destruction of Argo, um, some things happen and it goes from there, which leads to something that retcons Legends of Tomorrow. I'm not going to sit here and read all of that. You, If you've seen the, the crossover, you know what it is. If like me, you haven't, you'll find out when you find out. Okay. Next. All righty. Uh, Black Lightning is the unofficial crisis chapter two and a half. So um, I guess there's an, there's an episode of the Black Lightning show that is seemingly an unofficial part of the event that is, that sort of makes it uh required watching. Right. And a uh, shout out to Tim, who's pretty much all over these stories, which, you know, I knew he was he was watching the thing and I knew he was on top of it. I didn't know he was writing some stuff about it. So whatever. It is what it is. That's my boy. That's our boy. We were proud of him. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths showrunner confirms Watchmen Easter egg. So apparently the HBO show um, got a little Easter egg in the uh, in the um, in the crossover uh, because uh, Mark Guggenheim says finally someone apparently somebody oh wait on Twitter a fan posted a screenshot of the title card for Earth 666 where Lucifer was um, and they pointed out the nod to HBO's Watchmen in the form of a small billboard on the right to which the showrunner Mark Guggenheim said finally someone noticed special thanks to Damon Lindelof for making this one happen so cool that's All right. neat I guess Next. Um, All right. So, uh, yeah, there's a new poster out for this uh, crisis uh, uh, crossover. Mm-hmm. And um, the video, you can see it right it there. Shows, it shows them all ready for action. The whole, you know, the heroes uh, ready for action, and the monitor is looming above them. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this whenever this happens. Uh, whenever I, not whenever this happens, it's already happening. Or has happened, I can say, at this point. Uh, don't expect a giant Arrowverse crossover next year, though, because, like we said earlier, I think they may have spent their wad on this one. Um, that is, you know, editorializing on my part. Speaking to IGN, Crisis showrunner Mark Guggenheim said that he and his team plan on taking a few steps back and going small for next year's crossover. Uh, quote, unquote, last year we took a sort of step back and took a breath and then took a giant bite out of the cake. Uh, next year, we're going to take a step back again. We're going to take several. So, yeah, they've been going pretty much bigger every year. So it's, yeah, there's only so far they could go before they would have to, before, well, I don't want to say write themselves in the corner, but before they write themselves into a problem and <laughs> trying to surpass, you know, themselves each year. So. It's good that they're 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 backing off. Plus, like I said, Arrow's ending, so part of that's gonna not gonna be around anymore. Um, whether that has anything to do with, you know. It probably needs to take a breath and reset a little bit. Basically. That's what it sounds like. So which yeah, that's always good. And plus we don't even know how long any of these shows have anymore. You know, not a, some of them are starting to get a little long in the tooth. Um but next up 
speaking of long in the tooth, we have a potential uh, replacement uh, show for uh, the CW, and that is Stargirl, which was originally slated to be uh, a DC Universe app exclusive, but is now going to be aired on that streaming platform first, and then the CW when the show debuts next year. So uh, go check out that trailer, which debuted... um, during the crisis aftermath uh uh show right which is weird on a couple of different reasons because usually it would go the other way around meaning that uh, a show like this would show up on a network first and then go to an app in this case is going the other way around so that's that's kind of interesting um and it's also kind of funny because like i mentioned earlier i was watching watching um kitchen of bone legends of tomorrow and star girl not this version shows up right uh, on that because due to whatever um, storyline they got set up for them being still being a member. Wait, so this person that's playing Stargirl now is a Basinger, Basinger, correct? Of, of that caliber? Of that fame? Do we know? Say again? So her name is Breck Basinger and I'm... I'm oh, sure. you think she's related to maybe Kim Basinger? Maybe? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. But regardless, it doesn't matter. That's another thing for another time because it's good to kind of look like her. Um, okay. So who knows? Um, so yeah, uh, Flash film no longer running in place. Oh, Jesus. Ah! Uh, sets release date. So Warner Brothers, uh, according to uh, Hollywood Reporter, the film has landed a release date of July 1st, 2022. Uh, when it was announced by Warner Brothers in 2014, it was expected to hit theaters in 2018 which we all know because we've talked about it here that they've had some setbacks. So, yay, guess if you're still interested in that movie. Ah, Moving right along. Uh, Unfortunately, Marvel has uh, let go showrunner and all writers for Hulu's Tigra and Dazzler shows. These were animated shows, right? Uh, It's one show, actually. Oh, oh, Tigra and Dazzler is the... uh, one of the five adult-oriented animated series set up at Hulu by Marvel Television prior to Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige taking control of the TV division. Yep, which there'll be news on that in a minute. Um, so, WandaVision, first look at uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision revealed in Image. So, in a new image for WandaVision, shows the first look of the, the title characters. Um, and if you're watching, uh, the video, you will see that this is all stuff coming out of, um, uh, a British comic convention, CC, what is it, CCPX, I believe it is called and say Sao Paulo, which yeah, it's is a comic con experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, the black widow trailer from last week also came out of that. Right. So next up. Uh, that same convention revealed uh, Marvel uh, t- Marvel's uh, Marvel Studios revealed that the Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk shows coming to Disney Plus will be here sooner than you think. They're actually going to be ready for Disney Plus towards the end of 2020. Crazy. That was the wrong one, but let's see. Um, which one? Which one? Which one did you want? This one. Is that it? That was it. Okay. So, so yeah, apparently we could very well see this uh, see these shows at the beginning of the next year. 
Oh, excuse well, not me. No, it says the uh, end of next year, or so the the beginning of the year after that, I guess, or maybe even the end of the year, depending on. No, I think that's what they meant. They meant the the end. Well, they said of... they'll be ready for it, right? At the end of the year, but there's no saying that they would probably release it at the end. Oh, of... that would be crazy if they, you know, because uh, you know the your next story is going to, you know, like we already know a lot. Of, some of this stuff is going to be uh, out there soon. Well, the story after next, you mean? Um... Because the next story is um, at apparel. No, because we're getting set images. That's what I. That's what I meant. But go on. Right. Um, at apparel. I do. I apologize for screwing up your name. Please, please forgive me. Joins the cast of Marvel's uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, we get some some set photos uh, as um, H is from some fan account of. Uh, Anthony Mackie with said lady. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we're getting, you know, we're starting to get leaked set photos from uh, from uh, the Cap and Winter Soldier show. So, or Falcon Winter Soldier so, show. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we know that uh, that is, you know, in, in production right now. So, it, you know, it won't be that long before we see it. So. Hmm. It's, which is weird because before I saw the title or before I saw the the article title, I was like, "Wait, they they got another um, Dora Medellaje," which that 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 is not me being you know trying to have a laugh. I'm like, "Hey, she's quite attractive." Anyway, next up, <laughs> yeah, Marvel TV is gonna shut down. Shut them down. Shut them. Shut them down. Their current shows will fold into Marvel Studios. Take it all over, Kevin Feige. Take it all over. This is not unexpected news, given right. the news we have seen before this. And but yeah, it was discussing this for several weeks now. Exactly, you know, and it, you know, especially with you know um, the shifting of peoples and and things going on in that organization, it was a matter of time. So that's the thing that's going on. Um, uh, part of it, going back to that Dazzler and. Um, may or may not be related to that Tigra and Dazzler thing that we just talked about, but just so happened to come across, come along at the same time as this announcement. So they do still have some stuff that is still in, in, in um, they're still working, but they also dropped a whole bunch of stuff also. So next up, uh, Marvel Studios boss, Kevin Feige unveils Epic, uh, the Eternals footage shares more Black Widow. So this was a, a article from last week that I didn't get a chance to put in. Uh, apparently, along with that Black Widow trailer, there was also some Eternals footage at that same uh, comic convention. So, and I believe, I don't know if uh, it is not attached. It doesn't appear, but there are pictures from and, and a video clip uh, from said show, but apparently not uh, any footage of the eternal stuff. Sure. Next, uh, fans of the boys on Amazon were happy to see a trailer for the upcoming season two released, also at Comic Con Experience in Brazil. Hey, I guess I've never seen any of that show. Oh, it's 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 actually worth uh, it's worth your time. That's what I've been hearing, but you know, I just haven't really gotten around to it. 
Also, sure. uh, on a note that is not in the um, in the um, in the notes, fans of the Expanse will be happy to know that the Expanse season four will be starting tomorrow, as of this recording, which would be uh, tomorrow, being the thirteenth of uh, December. Um, I am happy for that because I am a fan of that show, uh, and they have been um, streaming the last three seasons of the show on Twitch for the last three days. So, and I kind of got halfway caught up with it. So if you don't know, The the Expanse is a sci-fi show uh, that was actually originally on sci-fi, but it got too expensive for them to produce. Uh, Amazon took them over for this season and uh, it sounds like next season. So they're going to get a fifth season. Um, And it was a good show. It's based off of uh, James Comey, Comey's sci-fi books of the same name. And apparently somebody said it was somewhat based off of some D&D his friends did. I don't know if that part is even true or not, but I wish it was. Anyway, going on to the actual news, uh, Ip Man 4, the final trailer brings Donnie Yen back for one last fight. Now you may be asking yourself, why are you putting this news about something that's not comic related into this movie? Because we can. All right. Hey, Ip Man is a good series. That's all. I mean, it's a good uh, franchise. Was, I, actually, I don't remember if I've seen the third one, but those first two movies were great. Okay, next. Um, so we're sad to uh, report um, earlier this week that um, the actor Rene Auberjonois, uh passed away uh, after a battle with, I believe, lung cancer. Uh, I believe that's right. Yes. Um, yeah, metastatic lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Most and, of you know him as Constable Odo on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Some, some of us, us go back to Benson. I was about to say, some of us of, of a, a particular vintage know him as Clayton Endicott III on Benson. So it is a sad passing because he was great. He, I love Odo. Odo was a, you know, He's one of the standout, right? One of the standout of many standout of many characters. One of the standout characters from Deep Space Nine. It is true. So, and of course, as, I didn't put this in the lineup, but uh, a lot of his uh, co-workers and you know uh, other uh, extended family members of the Star Trek universe have sent their uh, you know condolences to his family and you know him, like including uh, like Nana Visitor and and other folks. So, yeah. Um, since eight actor Toby on Wamiri, I apologize. Why am I getting these names tonight? I hate it. I, I hate it here. I was about I, to say one of those, it's one of those days when you should play when you, uh, I know that, uh, every once in a while you plan on me getting certain stories. This is one of those. No, actually I did not. I did. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, let me try to get it so that I don't have to read these names. Hey, I cannot confirm or deny something to something like that actually happened. <laughs> but regardless, uh, since the actor joins the matrix number four, I apologize for screwing up your names. Good, sir. Your name, good, sir. But I don't appreciate when I, you know, my name's not hard to whatever um so yeah there's no information on who uh this this guy will be i don't know the characters because i don't i haven't uh, watched since eight uh but and we don't know who he's going to be playing in the matrix four so good on him either way next up speaking of the matrix four i was hmm? maybe not happy i was kind of perturbed by this um <laughs> Now you have to pick. Now you have to pick the blue pill or the red pill in right. relation to going to which one you're going to go see. Warner Brothers <laughs> in, 
in a in a strange in a strange uh, decision, decided to schedule the release for the sequel Matrix Four to the same date as the sequel to John Wick. John Wick Four, May twenty first, twenty twenty one. Keanu Reeves is starring in both movies. Yeah, so they're basically so I don't know. This feels like a setup, although that's probably you know going a little bit far because I can't believe that they would. Um, now, granted, they are totally two different movies. Still, uh, but one because of the Keanu factor, you know, people are going to want to see it, and both of those franchises are are well regarded. Well, well. Let me phrase that. One of those are well regarded because of the action. The other ones, like here, yeah, you had a couple of good movies and the rest of it kind of went downhill. Well, no, but still gonna... regarded in a certain sense. Right. What I was going to say is the Matrix, the original Matrix, is you know, is the well regarded movie, and the other two are kind of like, huh? Um, I didn't, you know, Reloaded was actually pretty good, a little better than what people gave it credit for. But yeah, the last one didn't do do it much. Right. Regardless. Uh, um, the, I don't I know why they want to want to shoot themselves in the foot by doing this. They're 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 cutting off revenue for themselves by doing this. Right. What I was going to add though is, I without having taken a look at the uh, updated Marvel release schedule, are they trying to stay away from a Marvel movie? I f- that's probably logical, but at the same time, they could probably also still move Spaced it out a little bit away. Yeah. yeah. Because May twenty first, I know there's definitely there's a movie around that. Like one of those movies can push out of the way. Um, so I don't I don't know. Yeah, kind of um, like I, if I recall correctly, Parabellum came out around Endgame time, right? And obviously they needed a little bit of they they needed to let Endgame breathe a little bit, so uh, they definitely scheduled Parabellum after. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, after Endgame, I feel like they could still there. There's probably still enough time to where they will they could and or possibly will move one of these, right? Because there's a not lot known about the Matrix Four, and I feel like there's something that could happen to get it pushed out of the way, maybe force pushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and as far as the John Wick one, I mean they've been working on the next three or five movies, whatever. So, but it says here officially confirmed to be in active uh, development August after years of rumors and speculation. The fourth uh, matrix is expected to begin principal photography in early 2020. But though no release date uh, has been released by one brothers for principal photography. So yeah, like I said, there's still a chance for that one to, to move out of the way given, mm. given anything. We'll see. That would be a damn shame if they both came out the same day. Movie protocol will be hell that day. No, I'm just kidding. No, that would just be a tough. That would be uh, a fun day for fans of Keanu because if their particular showing of some of one is sold out, they'll try for the other. So or worse, yeah, probably or or better yet, just try to do both like one back to back if they're in the same theme, same theater. Theater, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could I could totally see that. Uh, anyway, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part 3, or Season 3, premiere date announced. So, January 4th, 2020, will be the new season of uh, Sabrina, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I was about to call it Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is, would be true, but not the sh- title of the show. So, um, yeah, if you've been okay. watching that show, rejoice, I guess. All right. 
And last but not least in uh, cinematic news, uh, apparently some moron decided to um, uh, try to uh, uh, appropriate um, uh, footage from Endgame uh, involving Thanos and put... um, uh, uh, the orange which, bandits. Uh, 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 no, no, I was about to say Agent Orange. Yes. Um, they decided to put Agent Orange's head on a Don Cheeto, right? And um, uh, and 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 decided to have him snap away his political opposition. And you know, for, for one thing, Jim Starlin. The point of this story is that Jim Starlin, the creator of uh, Thanos, felt violated. He was not amused by the use of his creation in this video. And secondly, um, these morons don't know that Thanos loses in the end, right? Which is the thing that's been said on social media uh, early and often since this right. thing happened Idiots. yesterday. Actually, what was it yesterday? I believe. Or, yep. uh, yeah, as, as the time of this recording. So it's this is new stupidity as opposed to all of the other stupidity that's been going around impeachment and pretty much so yeah that is the end of the cinematic news um i feel like stalin should be able to sue for for that but i guess there's not really much you could do about that because that's whole stupidity should bear itself yeah unfortunately is kind of fair usage but um but we'll transition now to comic book news Hey, if you thought the Crisis on Infinite Earth news was done, you're crazy. Actually, this is the, probably the last one, now that I think about it. Um, uh, Mark Wolfman returns for New Crisis on Inf- of Infinite Earth story and TV tie-in giant. So this is going to be a 100-page DC, uh, DC joint, um, uh, I guess, coming off of the, um, coming off of the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the TV crossover. So... Cool beans. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, let's see, it'll be in Walmart December 15th. The onset date follows the airing of parts one through three of the crossover on December 8th, 9th, and 10th, uh, which is also weird because I believe I saw, and I'm not sure if this is true, um, the Legends of Tomorrow part is going to be in January. I think that's part five or something. I don't know if that's true, but I was like, that's weird to take it. They, they've never really taken a break like that during these, during these crossovers. So I don't know if that's actually true or that's just a date I saw. That was just um, a placeholder or something. Either way, this has nothing to do with that because apparently there's going to be a couple uh, with that, a couple of books, giant size books. And the second one will be January 19th, 2020. Um, so. And I guess coming off of the rest of the um, rest of the uh, the crossover when it happened, and, and according to Guggenheim, uh, the story we're attempting to tell with our interpretations of Christ on Infinite Earth is so ambitious we couldn't combine it to five hours. They're talking about the actual uh, comp- the the event, not the book. But I guess the book is going to expand on some of that. I suppose. Next. Next up, um, tying into the news that we discussed earlier about and the review of Superman number 18 uh, that came out this week, apparently DC released a one page um, uh, first look of Superman number 19 and uh, the Daily Planet may not be long for the DC universe, Uh, maybe as a result of what happens in Superman number 18. We will see. Yes, we will see. Thanks for screwing it up, Ben. I'm just kidding. Stop. Um, 
New Batman villain, the designer, emerges in March 2020's Lizard's preview. Um, to which I was thinking, wait, designer the rapper? Uh, mm. Kind of find out? No, probably not. Um, or rapper, regardless, yeah. For I don't know. I just I I knew of his name. I had have couldn't tell you what he what he's done. Either way, with DC's fall, March 2020 solicitations are still a few days away. Newsarama has received solicits for that month's Batman issues, and we now know that James Tynion is the first run on the title. Will introduce a new mysterious master criminal named the Designer. Um, also, the, the addition of uh, Jorge Jimenez to the series rotating art team was announced earlier on Tuesday. Right. So, yeah, there's going to be a new villain. Yay. Next. All right. So apparently um, DC Comics has had some uh, has recently made some editorial changes of which we Pat talked about Al a couple of them. Right. Pat McCallum, uh, who who previously oversaw the entire DC universe, has left on his own, apparently. Hmm. And um, uh, some other dude named Richard's left, too. <laughs> yes. Wait, um, multiple services has confirmed the departure of Harvey Richards, a longtime 20 plus years associate editor. Richards was one of the very few African American editors at the Big Two and one of the nicest people this um, uh, Heidi McDonald has ever met. Okay. So let's not shortchange that part, but at the same time, I, I wasn't guess, reading. I wasn't reading the article. Yeah, no, but I mean, hey, I didn't don't know who this person was either. So, you know. It, that is what it is. Um, uh, X classified no more as Hellions reveals its final members. So yeah, hey, remember Hellions is supposed to have a book in during the dawn of X, and and here it comes at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and now I guess all of the members have been revealed. As it's a wacky team. Yeah, basically. Uh, Wild Child and Empath. The Hellions is a part of the X-Men lore that I know slightly less about. So I mean, they're, 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 they're obviously not much like uh, the Marauders and much like uh, Fallen Angels. These titles do not um, follow necessarily in the footsteps of their predecessors. Well, this name. is also true, yes. So... Um, I would just add that uh, Marvel was putting out the uh, the team reveal in a series of silhouetted uh, images, you know, where they were uh, 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 not revealing the members of the team. But I figured out that that was Orphan Maker and uh, Nanny right away. Right. Based on based on the silhouette. And well, I was like, yeah, oh, okay. it's not that many egg shaped um, uh, right. characters in the X universe. So but right. to round out the team, Watch Out and Empath joined Psylocke. And I'm assuming this is Quanon, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, Captain Britain, aka Betsy Braddock. Uh, right. Havoc, Mr. Sinister, Nanny, Orphan Maker, and Harpoon. Oh, that's Harpoon. It's not Scalp Hunter. Apparently, I thought it was Scalp Hunter. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you know better than me. That uh, looks like Scalp Hunter. Well, that's not what. It's, yeah, I don't know. Harpoon is a dude that has a harpoon. That dude's pointing a gun. Come well, on, Tuzarama. Okay, that doesn't mean that he could Editorial. 
Okay, first of all, that doesn't mean that he couldn't have one, and I don't know. Oh, there's a specific character that har- that, that runs around with harpoons. That's I'm not aware. Harpoons. They were both both reapers, correct? No, they were uh, marauders. Marauders. On- Excuse me. Yes, yes. Minister. So, I'm just yelling at uh, I, uh, I'm yelling at Newsarama. I mean, hey, look, we know Newsarama and other places have had you know typos and and there's been issues before. So this is not the first one, but last if that's the case. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Hopefully they'll they'll get somebody on that. Or maybe it is harpoon and he just has a gun now and that shoots harpoons. No, scalp hunter. Google. Try Google Newsarama. <laughs> Shots fired. That would be so good. Oh, shots fired. Here we go. And even rapid fire. You know, it's going to be real funny if that turns out that that actually is a uh, um, harpoon for some, no, in some point of reason. I I'm, not, I'm not doubting you, but I'm just saying that that would be some real funny mess and you just did all that for nothing. Nah, I'm shooting my <laughs> shot at them, yo. Shots yeah. fired. Shots fired, Newsarama. Yeah. Anyway, um, forget make more mutants and X-Men wants to find missing mutants. We pretty much talked about this with X-Men, oh, excuse me, with New Mutants number three earlier, so we don't really have to go too far into this. Um, or actually, we don't have to talk about it at all because we know Armor is the one who headed up that whole thing. Um, so, yeah. Next. All right. Uh, Marvel's Mutant Invasion tops the November sales chart. So all of those Dawn of X books uh, made uh, helped Marvel have eight of the top ten books for the month of November. Mm-hmm. That being New Mutants and X-Men Prime. Uh, excuse me, X-Men, not X-Men Prime, but you know what I'm saying. Um, also, uh, apparently Deceased for uh, DC uh, was, in, was in the second spot, which that was a pretty good series. I don't really like zombie stuff like that, but it was actually pretty good. So, yeah, I, I would dare say it was worth the numbers. Um, I don't think we have uh, any actual numbers, but we have a whole bunch of other numbers. for. Oh, yes, we do. So New Mutants was first, X-Men second, Absolute Carnage was third for some stupid reason. Absolute Carnage number five, let me phrase that. X-Force number one. Basically, the the, the, the number ones of most of the, um, uh, uh, the, 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 the Don of X stuff. And rounding out um, for number 10 is Amazing Spider-Man number 34. Oh, wait, that's by ship units, but regardless, we don't have to go through the whole thing. We just know X-Men still continues to do some numbers. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Old Man Miles kicks ass in Miles Morales, the end, first look. So I want to say that um, I like this cover. Obviously, slightly reminiscent of Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it's cool looking. It's like old man, some and I'm sure someone's going to be doing old man, um, old man Miles cosplay at some point. In fact, shout out to Classic Material if he's the one who actually does it. <laughs> Not that he has a facial head to put that off, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah, but um, Saladina Med, Damian Scott, and Dono Sanchez, um, Almaro's the end one shot fo- will focus on Miles Morales, Spider Man's decade in decades into the future, with humanity fighting for survival in Brooklyn. Uh, Marvel Comics has given CBR blah 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 blah. blah. We don't need to go into all that. So yeah, um, I don't know how many more of those the end books that they're going to do. I know I think this is the first one that they've said. Well, we knew there was a few coming out because we talked about it before. 
But I guess this is one of the first ones that's gonna gonna be out the gate out of that. So, and if you're watching the video, you can see some um, some um, some images from it. But um, yeah, those uh, the end one shots will be start releasing in January. Next. Yeah. Um... Hello. What's the matter? No, I was like, you, you okay over there? Yeah, I was about to figure out if I wanted to skip this next because I was trying to open the video because I don't know what exclusive announcement. Uh, the, oh, the well, there's, there was one before that anyway. So, was that? There was a story before that anyway, which we've already oh, talked about. So, that's the- right, exactly. That's why, that's why I was already moving on to that one. Yeah. So, uh, just a mild spoiler because we already spoke about this. Uh, Roddy Cat read it. I will be reading this very soon. Uh, Miles, Miles's parents um, welcome uh, his new baby sister into the world as of the uh, as of uh, issue thirteen this week. Yes. So now you can go ahead and do this next one. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's it's yours. But at the end of the day, uh, you could fill me in on what the books are because I didn't want to open the video. Honestly, um, so well, the next story will have one of the books, and I didn't. I just kind of skimmed the article, but basically, um, there. I guess this is also ahead of uh, March solicits, but Marvel's has a new video series uh, called uh, Pull List, and they preview some books that are coming out in the month of March. Right. One of those books is Outlawed by Eve Ewing. With art by Kim Jensenko and cover by Pepe Larraz. And this is basically the, the um, let's say, the prime members of uh, the Champions team or the original Champions team. Or not even original Champions team, the current iteration of Champions, but the prime founding members of said team. Um, and this is all, this is coming out of Incoming uh, which should be starting soon. There's a Spider-Woman book, which, 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 which we kind of already talked about. Um, there is a Avengers Captain America, which is um from their Game Reverse line, which I guess is the, the video game mm-hmm. universe. Um, and there's a Black Widow one, of course. So basically, in line with the uh, upcoming game. Then, of course, there's like uh, some other stuff um, uh, solicited for books that are coming out that month, including uh. Wait, is that why Wingfoot? Wingfoot? Huh. Interesting. Fantastic Four, uh, Immortal Hulk, Ghost Rider, um, apparently Giant Size X-Men's Magneto, because that Giant Size X-Men is going to start off again. So yeah, so just some books that are that they that they decided to um shed some shed a little light on that will be coming out. I like that Spider Woman cover. Um, in going into the next article. Um, Marvel dramatically, drastically, excuse me, changes its super teen status quo in Outlawed, which was the first book we just talked about um, from that last article. And apparently the 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 young, the next generation of heroes are getting a new status quo in this Outlawed, which is an upcoming one shot by Dr. Eve L. Ewing um, of Ironheart fame. No relation to, um, to um, Al Ewing that we know of and Jim Santinko Jen, Jen Cinco, um outlawed see the government take action against Marvel's super teen community following a devastating travesty oh geez no please don't let it be civil war over again 
reminiscent of the original Civil War event series that changed the Marvel Universe to this day. Oh, Jesus Christ, don't do this. You know what? It's Eve Ewing. She's been doing good so far, so I trust her on this one. Um, let's see. To me, the story isn't just about young people being in conflict with the government, uh, but much bigger questions about why we ask what we ask of young people, how they're expected to be independent sometimes and subservient to other times, according to uh, says e-viewing. So I guess we'll see more about that when this book comes out. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Revenge Rules in Marvel's Bounty Hunters set for March 2020 so uh this is uh, an ongoing series that's going to highlight the scum and villainy of the star wars universe uh writer ethan Sachs and artist paolo vianelli um you know uh it's going to revolve around uh the notorious bounty hunters probably on the heels of the current disney plus um uh series the mandalorian sounds legit so yeah, um, look forward to that, and you can see some. Why does it look like Donna Hex? But you can see some um, some images on the, the if you watch the video from that book. Jedi, uh, excuse me, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is getting a photo mode. So that is the video game that is currently out, and I have yet to play. But from what I've seen of it being played, uh, I am going to enjoy. I am hopefully going to enjoy going through the story of that, if anything else, because they're saying it's kind of Dark Souls-like, and I don't care for Dark Souls. But nevertheless, from what I've seen, that makes me want to play it a little bit more. I just haven't done it yet. So, yeah, it's getting photo mode, so you can just stop the action and take pictures of the gorgeous scenery and yourself being a badass wielding a lightsaber at various points of the story. So, cool. Okay, next. Next up, uh, the LBY. Shout out to Binge Mode. Baby Yoda is now in the Sims video game, The Sims 4. A.K.A. Yodito. <laughs> so, yes, apparently you can find him in buy mode. Oh, um, so wait, did somebody, I'm assuming somebody made the... Uh, oh, so, okay. So this is actually from Max. So they have put, uh, um, having played some Sims 4, they have put some Star Wars related uh, materials in there previously because like you can dress up as like Darth Vader and, and a Jedi and I think you could even have like uh, Twi'lek, Liku, stuff like that. So, But now they are putting um, a Baby Yoda statue uh, in the Sims 4 that you could just go and get, I guess, as a as an update to the game. Uh, so that's cool. And I'm pretty sure somebody by now would have probably um, custom made a custom creator of this, but, you know, it is good. So cool. Look forward to that if you are a Sims player. And actually, it's probably soon if it's not already in there. Uh, next up, uh, excuse me, Hasbro reveals the Baby Yoda toys you're looking for. So... Yes, folks, the Baby Yoda train don't stop, and it was a matter of time to where they were going to get some merch off the ground. Although there is some merch that was supposedly already out there, but that merch was weak. This is more along the lines of stuff that you want in the form of Black Series uh, um, figures. As you can see here, if you're watching the video, the, the, that shot looks kind of weird. 
Um, and there's even a video of it uh, in various posters. Posters, and there's a uh, see the, the Bounty Connection, which is looks like um, a couple of other versions of uh, Baby Yoda in various poses. So there you go. Just in time for Christmas, folks. Baby mm-hmm. Yoda in stores everywhere. Next up. Next up, uh, Hasbro revealed. Oh no! Uh, is it the Coca Cola one? Yes. Coca Cola's latest limited edition Star Wars bottle has OLED lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So Coca Cola uh, often <laughs> releases novelty drinkware, and um, yes, including Coca-Cola. the um, that thermal detonator bottle that's going to be at Galaxy's Edge, aka Star Wars Land. Right. Uh, Coca-Cola Singapore is showing off a new bottle that features OLED-powered lightsabers, but they will not be easy to find. Wow. Yeah, which makes sense, I guess, because that's something that's probably not going to come over here mm-hmm. or come over here uh, in any fashion anytime soon. Then, yeah, you good luck in finding somebody in Singapore to uh, ship that to you or something. Uh, so yes, apparently it's going to last for three weekends, leading to December twenty first, twenty second. Excuse me. Um, so if you know somebody, if you got a hookup in Singapore, you know, hook it up, put it on eBay. You probably will. I don't know. Next up, um, Hasbro reveals its brand new Legend series for Marvel Studios Black Widow. Phase four kicks off in theaters May first, twenty twenty. I guess that's for the movie part, but um, or is that for this? I don't know, this is for these figures, I guess. So we have new figures for Black Widow, Yelena Belova, Red Guardian, uh, Taskmaster, all movie versions. Right. Red Guardian is definitely not as out of shape as he is in the movie. Correct. Or, or, or at least in the trailer that we saw. Correct. We may see him in better shape later on. We would hope. Or if not, either way, it's to look. Maybe they have a, an add-on to the stomach that, that adds extra pounds. I doubt that because we were seeing the <laughs> packaging. That looks like a Colossus arm that they just kind of reprinted in spots and added something to. Uh, if you Actually, look at the wait. final crim, uh, which we call it, Crimson uh, Dynamo. Yeah. Um, I it doesn't really look like it, but I got to take another look at it again. Yeah, so there's a builder figure, and the the witch is going to be uh, end up being Crimson Dynamo. So there you go. So right, it's the newer. It's the newer version of Crimson Dynamo. I really missed the all red version. That was actually a really cool design. Right. So you you're gonna get these? I don't know. We'll see. I'm glad that the Taskmaster has a hood. Uh, the trailer footage had the hood down around his neck, so a lot of people didn't think he had it. But right. the action figure had, uh, definitely the action figure definitely shows that he has it. Yeah, that is definitely a movie version of Taskmaster. I'm kind of slightly bummed out that it's not a classic version, but you get why. But it's actually a cool-looking version of Taskmaster. Taskmaster, so I'm not too mad at that. But outside of that, everybody else is it is what it is on those figures. Um, anyway, uh, here is yet another story on how to collect Transformers toys: the ins and outs of buying the right bots from Entertainment Earth, the purveyors of actually selling you said bots. Of course. So, yeah, so this is, I won't go into it, but this is basically a buyer's guide on uh, getting into uh, Transformers collecting. Because if you even need any more reasoning to do that because they're cool and they're Transformers, duh. So anyway, that's the thing. You can take a look at it if you are so inclined. 
And that, folks, actually is the end. Oh, I slapped, I slapped another two stories in there, or story and a half. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Well, lay it on us. So um, the the first, uh, the penultimate story is um, courtesy of my new enemies, Newsarama. Uh, but it did come out on the Marvel website that Marvel Comics has announced its big event of 2020. It's called Empire. Not to be confused with the stupid show that's on Fox. I I was about to say you took the words right out of my mouth because this is spelled E-M-P-Y-R-E. It was unveiled in a video, albeit with copious redactions. Mm -hmm. The the event will begin in December 26's incoming with the event itself debuting in April. My understanding also is that um, the... uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, the Outlawed event is also going to tie into this. Right. So that is what I was discussing earlier with regards to the news that dropped earlier today about the new Marvel uh, kind of big event for 2020. Sure, yeah, I must have missed this part. But Empire... Uh, yeah, it literally just dropped, like, you know, this afternoon. So. Right. Uh, Empire, like, funeral power. So that's, that's uh, saying something. The earth-shattering event of 2020 will be the judge of that. Right. Uh, but you said you had another one? Yeah, just click on it. I it's just a link. Oh, well. It's just a link. I want you to put it up there. Why would you want me to put this? Put it up there because it has a picture that's Scalp Hunter. <laughs> scalp Hunter. Okay, that is not news. That is you That is you being spiteful. That is <laughs> Scalp Hunter Newsarama. <laughs> okay, this is not news. This is just Agent 70 being spiteful just for the record. But you know what? Justified, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, sure. I'm not being spiteful. I am kind of hard. <laughs> I am being correct. Uh, so, yes. What? Okay. So, Edit, edits newsarama. They're called editors. Do you know, your job, editors. You know, I feel like if I had said that, you'd have given me a look, but that's fine. Well, actually, I have said this before. So, that's, you, you know, know what? I'm with you, you on. No, about edits and, and newsarama, but I've you know uh, I, I'm with you on this one. Come on now, that's newsarama. You know, well, shots. Hey, look, if one of us ever got a job with them, we'd probably be singing a new tune. We would be getting it correct. I would hope. <laughs> and and I say this again, and and I say this. Oh well, this is the, oh wait, actually, wait, hold on. Now I got to go back for a second. Um, sorry, folks. Um, what news was that? Which one was that? Uh, crap. I probably should not do sure. it. Here we go. Uh, nope, that's not it. Here we go. Okay, no. I was about to say, so yeah, um, the, the person from that last article, the last proper article, is not the same person who did this. Okay, so never mind. But still, that person, this person has also have made mistakes, and they are the editor. So that's a whole other situation, as gotcha. we said before. Anyway, let us get move past that and get on to the fact that um, we have come to the end of another fine episode of this here, Comic Book Chronicles. Right. I've got one last ad read. Yes, we do. It is for My Comic Shop. Today's podcast is sponsored by My Comic Shop. Go to cspn.us and click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, click on the My Comic Shop banner and order from a vast selection of new releases, back issues, vintage classics, graphic novels, and more to be delivered right to your door. 
Why bother schlepping to the local comic book store when you can order your books online? My comic shop through cspn.us. Do it today. And if you find out that you don't see hear those uh, particular uh, ads during the course of the podcast, you will know that that has been done, work's been done, because there are some things behind the scenes that we still don't know about. I'm not saying whether I'm going to do it or not. I'm just saying. And with that, we finally come to the end of the show. I uh, would like to thank you again for coming out. Uh, next week is Movie Protocol. So yep. stay tuned to our social medias. Well, I, I can pretty safely say that I won't be uh, around for sure because my show is at 10 o'clock. Because right. Thursday is going to be a tough day. Yeah, so. because um, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is coming out that night. And um, wait, did you say you got tickets for the front? I don't know. I do not have tickets yet. So okay. the weekend is still in play for me. We shall see when we can schedule another comic book chronicles right so stay tuned to our to our social media is that i am roddy cat you can find me at roddy cat on twitter news nurse need on twitter cb caps on instagram or if you want to you can go check me out on twitch i don't stream that much so good luck on that one um 18 underscore 70 on twitter and instagram pc underscore dirt on twitter uh pop culture net on twitter and pop culture network.com Tim D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter and CB Cron on Twitter. That is the comic book chronicles uh, account. If you did not know that the click nation on Twitter, that's the K L I Q N A T I O N. And of course the click nation.com same spelling. And last but not least, comic book resources where he's over there writing his face off. If you've seen a lot of the new, well, some of the news that we have talked about earlier came from him and that's like, and they at least do some editing. <laughs> Yes, that is that is that is true. Although they they've they've had their moments. They're a new site. They do they they make mistakes. There's nothing you know. It's it, it comes with the territory. Well, but if your name is news around anyway, you know what? We're not. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, that, 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 in the rush of news, that tends to happen sometimes. So we're you know none of us are whatever. But nevertheless, man, you need to watch out for that going forward. Uh, and with that, uh, you can go find us on the cspn network that's coastal the podcast network cspn.us do it today you can also find this here podcast on google play apple itunes aka apple podcast for the time being what it's it's going to be that prior former thing um spotify you can also find us at the coastal the podcast network's soundcloud page Again, uh, look out for our social media for when we do our next show because next week's movie protocol. Uh, and as um, well, I can't I can't say that because I thought those were hands. Never mind. I was looking at the your your little diorama thing in the back. Um, this, folks, has been the comic book chronicles. Peace. Peace. One. I feel the need. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. No, no, no. It was, uh, I played, I feel the need for speed. Because you know what I usually play is? I love it when a plan comes together. Mm-hmm. Good evening, friend. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you